Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time. And we're live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pantelis podcast on a Friday. My guest today is my good friend, comedian, Paul Baluyat. Paul, welcome. What's going on? All good. I haven't seen you in a bit, Paul. We got a lot to get into, but before yeah. we do, let's just let people know that we do have our monster in the corner here. Poseidon is in studio. What it does. Sharing nothing. <laughs> nothing but Twitches. What it does. Sharing nothing. So, Paul, welcome. Paul, how the fuck have you been? What have you been up to? Tell us about your goddamn show. Yeah, uh, good, man. I'm just doing comedy all over the place, man. I, I, every time you think that you're not busy in comedy, like, I don't know about you, but... Every t- around January every year, I'm like, maybe I should just stop doing comedy. I'd have nothing booked for the next two weeks. And then everything piles on. Everything just piles on. And then I start saying no to people. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I didn't think it would get to this point. It's, it's like that. there's always that moment in the year where nothing's happening. Yeah. You, it happens to me too. But then a week later, everybody starts calling. I think it's just the holidays. People take a break. Yeah. But you, you know, we panic. Because oh, I'm like, we're anxious <laughs> as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, people don't like me anymore. You know? It's, we're we're neurotic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But um, it's good. Yeah, okay. Com- comedy is good. I can't I can't complain. So my show that I do is a. I want to know about that. Yeah, really. Well, you you did uh, one of the first ones uh, during the summer. Yeah. Um, I just do a comedy show at my apartment, like in my condo, like in my living room, fit forty people. But it's you see, it doesn't do it justice because it's an actual show. Like you put the backdrop, you have yeah. a microphone. There's even a, a screen. That relays to the people in the green room, which is just the front of the house, so they can see the comic on stage and they can hear they know what's happening. It's 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 like a mini comedy club once a month at his house. It's it's fucking yeah. interesting. And at first I did it because I wanted to look for a venue to do it in. And then we had a, a New Year's party at my place and there was like forty people and I was like, it would be awesome if we could just do a show here. I also have a small uh, wedding company. So we have all of this like really like baller equipment. So we just use all of the equipment in my place. I was like, I didn't know you have a fucking wedding company. Yeah, we I MC and my best friend he DJs weddings. I didn't know. So we do maybe around like a dozen a year. Is that fun? It is actually because it's like people don't fuck around at a wedding. There's everyone wants to make it good for this one bride. Yeah, and um, if someone is fucking around and like. You know, everyone in the room could just be like, like, look at him and just, what the fuck are you doing? Just be like, what the fuck are you doing? And then they're on their best behavior all of a sudden again. Whereas at a comedy club. Yeah, it was a comedy club, you know, they could just be a piece of shit. And they're like, I'm helping the show. Yeah, oh, <laughs> shit, Mike, uh-huh. Mike told me something. People aren't going to find out, I guess, till Tuesday. He'll talk about on Two Drink Minimum. But at his show, a uh, friend show, he came back from Florida. He did his first show back in Laval. Um, there was one crackhead talking throughout the the opening act, God damn. And, and we know it's funny. it was Jerry, so we know him. He's a good dude. Oh. So just, and then, as he got off, somebody behind her said, "Can you shut the fuck up?" Like Mike's coming on the stage, and she bit him in the tit, and then she started freaking out and yelling. And then somebody tried to grab her, and she bit him too, right as Mike was coming onto the stage. No, they started biting people, and then they threw her out. 
That's a good way to. That's a comeback. That's my comeback to the city after vacations. Like that's yeah. right. I get all the fucking meth heads Some, out. <laughs> just biting people though. Like, yeah. how does it get to the point where you bite someone and no one can just grab you by the forehead and stop you from doing that? I don't. Know, you have to. But you see something. You ever been to a show that you not a not just going to the club, but a show that you advertise, a show that people are are excited for, like people bought tickets for. For some reason, that anticipation. You get people that are just there because they want to support. Like, that's my boy, Baluya. I'm going to support him. Yeah. You get fans. But then you get some people who it's their event to be with other human beings. Like, they're never around people. And they act like animals. I've no, like, why are you, like, you bought tickets for this. Sometimes yeah. it shocks me. Like, why are you acting this way? You bought tickets for this. You bought, you paid. This is already done. You're sure. ruining it for everyone else. What are you doing? Acting like an actual animal. Like an actual animal, like yeah. And not a everybody. good animal. <laughs> no. You know? Not like an adorable puppy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or like a... Or a fuckable monkey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you talking about me again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gorilla. <laughs> but it's fucking strange that they're willing to pay their money to go out and then ruin theirs and everyone else's night. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, it, it boils down to some people just can't be happy. Yeah. So they are like... I can't be happy. Let's make everyone else unhappy around me. That's the only way that they can exist. You know, some people, you shouldn't go out and be with other people. Yeah, some people belong in the dark. But I've known a lot of my, uh, I'm getting a lot of fans that are Mike Ward fans that are becoming my fans. And they're the fucking best because at shows, it doesn't matter if they're bilingual, mostly French or whatever. If there's fuckery, they don't stand for it. They'll be like, hey, shut the fuck up. We're watching the show. Do you so Because you have comedy fans like I paid money to be here. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed sometimes I, I you don't you don't have to say anything, the, the 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 audience will take care of it by themselves. Yeah, and that's fucking amazing. That's fucking that because the second you have to get into it, it kind of ruins the flow, because then you become the teacher. Yeah, and then and there's the there's the collective good. Yeah, you know, and that's something that you know I hope that we never stop believing in. You know? <laughs> but one of the the things the things that I always employ at a at a show when someone is heckling or being a piece of shit in the audience is just like hey. Um, you know, I give them like one or two chances to shut the fuck up. And if they can't, it's just like, hey, who paid here to watch this show? And then everyone claps. He's ruining it for you. And it's like, do you want this guy to shut the fuck up? And then everyone kind of comes together. It's a beautiful moment, you know? Like yeah. Nothing brings a room together like hatred over like <laughs> one person. You know? it's like also, or solidifying. race. Yeah. You mention one race and everybody gets together and yeah. they start. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Pylon, yeah. yeah, it's a pylon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mention it around nowadays. That's good. It'll bring everyone together. <laughs> oh, yeah, holy shit. Yeah, that's, that's a fucked up situation. Yeah, that's not fun. We have an Iranian mutual friend. I'm not going to mention him just because I don't know if he wants to get mentioned. Uh, I wanted to bring him on the show. Okay. To talk about the situation, but because he's involved a lot in, in politics and all public speaking, he didn't want to take a side. He, yeah. d- he didn't want to go in and, and make a statement on behalf of everyone. But from what I gather from the information that I've learned, it's such a weird situation right now because you have. They didn't, most regular people are protesting the government. They don't want that gov- that, that regime yeah. is bad. I mean, the, the guy who they killed, Soleimani, he killed two weeks ago 1,500. He was behind 1,500 deaths it's of actual 1600. Iranian, 1,600 protesters. So they didn't like it. But now they're in a weird place where they have their own government that they're fighting with. Then another country is fucking around too, the states, right? So yeah. they have two things in the middle. And then they have people in the country that are loyal to that like hardcore Islamic regime. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, where you know, we're regular people that want to live in a democratic society. Where where do they go? Mm-hmm. Very fucked up to be involved in that right now. It's crazy. And to think like, hey, let's get out of the. Oh shit! I don't. How do we get out of the country? Yeah, where do we go? Iraq. Yeah, 
Yeah, and it's so in the middle of everything too. Iran, like you know, it's not like they, they have like their borders are out. It's not a good spot. Iraq is yeah. worse than Iran. It's Iran with a Q. <laughs> Terrible. Glad you figured that one out because uh, <laughs> for a while I didn't even know how it was spelled. <laughs> he has like Scrabble board in front of him. <laughs> he can't spell. I had, a, I had a question for you though before we moved on to this topic. Yeah, what's up? Where aren't are you, you from, buddy? No, aren't you worried? About what? Like you do shows at your place, you said, right? Yeah. For the most part, oh, it's, like strangers in his house. Yeah. For the most part, it's just my friends. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. And I, because of since the comedy works closed here in Montreal, I'd, I'd always that was always my go to place to write new stuff. And I was like, oh, I need a comfortable spot where I could just write new stuff. And maybe I don't know. The, then so now it's at my place. So I probably have like fifteen people who just come to every single show, and then. I tell acts if they want to bring someone just as long as they're cool. Yeah, as long as they know them. No. Yeah, yeah, you okay. know. If there was someone who was fucking around, I'm sure we would just, we could just call chuck me. them out. Yeah, like, no one's go. going on Twitter being like, I'm doing a set at the Paul Belouillet Comedy Club. Yeah. This is the address. Please show up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring your thugs. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> bring <Yeah. your> br- <laughs> I do miss, now that I think about it, even though the works wasn't my home club, I was one of the comics that my home club was the nest. Yeah. I still miss the works. Yeah, I think that because the two comedy clubs are very different. Yeah, very different, and but also friendly. Yeah. As yeah. far as the scene goes. Yeah. It wasn't like a rivalry like back in the day. Certain clubs had rivalries. And yeah, could, and they're like firebombing each other. Yeah, and yeah. Like that. That, that wasn't happening. For real? Yeah, back in the day. Not yeah, now. back in the day. Wow. When, but you don't I, fuck around. Yeah. Ask about like when they tried to open a Yucks and like... The good old days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some fucked up stuff that happened. Yeah. yeah, but it's cool. Like it's now, cool. It was cool, and, and now it sucks that actually fire did take out the works. Yeah, but it does suck that we only have one club. Yeah, and they did have two different feelings, but they're both real comedy club feelings. Because now a lot of the satellite shows that we do, where people book them, we were talking about this before we came on. There's certain venues that don't, they don't feel homey for comedy. It's not made for comedy, but yeah. it's just a venue that's available. Yeah. So we're even though it's you know the headquarters of just for laughs, we're kind of down the clubs that we need to perform regularly. Yeah, and you know, it's like we need gyms. Yeah. You know, where we could just keep working out, but like it, it, if a place isn't comfortable then, you know, it's just not yeah, it's not going to happen. But we also have like French comedy clubs too, right? I started doing French completely. Uh, well, uh, on stage? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I didn't like I don't only do French, but I mean, I started I translated my jokes from English, I started doing them in French. It's been working so far. Um, I even got to fuck around at the bordel a bit, which was fun because that okay. crowd is, is is hot. Like it's easy to do well there as yeah, long yeah. as long as you're speaking. Uh, so so <laughs> yeah. I performed no, there it's like too. Per, it's perfectly built. Perfect. It, that is a comedy club. That is a comedy room. That one. Yeah. So and it's you know Mike knows what he's what he's up to there. So yeah, I started doing it in French. I mean, it's um, I, I'm doing it because I feel like there's number one, there's more opportunities here locally. There's I'm gonna get more spots doing it in French, but also because a lot of the crossover fans. From yeah. Mike and stuff, they're like, yo, just, I don't speak English, but I saw you in French on his podcast. Can't you do, do your shit in French so I could enjoy it too? And uh, at first I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And then I was thinking, I was like, actually, they're right. That does actually make sense. I'm from here. Yeah. I speak the language. Fuck it. Yeah. So I started translating it. And so far I've been having fun. How many sets have you done? Uh, five sets. But I, I, like most of them were high profile. Two sets were in theaters opening for Mike. Surprise. So I was like in front of a thousand people each. So if you bomb, you bomb. Uh, but I didn't. I did well for both. Then I did the bordel. Um, oh, actually, no, three sets. Yeah, not even five yet. 
Oh, shit. Three good sets. Yeah, and I have that one coming up on January 30th. Yeah, I've been lucky. I've been getting good good spots. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm due for a bomb. Probably gonna be the next one. <laughs> it's just how it goes. But uh, okay, so I did maybe ten French sets in my oh, life. Oh, you've done more than me. Yeah. And the first one, I remember doing it at the nest, and uh it was I felt like it was the first time I ever did stand up in my life. That's how I feel every time I do it in French. Because yeah, the words aren't up, right? right there. The word in English, no matter where the conversation takes me. I'm ready. I have stuff in my back pocket. My brain thinks in English. Mm-hmm. In French, that extra second of thinking fucks with me. They don't notice because when I get off stage, they're like, no, we didn't felt fine. Uh, I notice. Yeah. And it feels like I'm riding a bike for the first fucking time. Uh, it's uncomfortable, but it's it's an adrenaline rush because I haven't felt it since I started doing open mics when I first started doing comedy. I haven't yeah. felt that vulnerability and that, oh my God, what are you doing here? I haven't felt that in years. The, like That feeling like, oh shit, it could all go to shit. <laughs> like right before going up and you know and that you know now you you kind of after doing stand-up regularly you kind of have the like the know, rhythm the rhythm yeah but in french it's like i don't i don't have any rhythm and if what if someone says something in the audience i'm not i'm not quick enough in french to like retort oh there's know? a heckle yeah. you gotta you gotta switch to english and fuck them up <laughs> <laughs> and then get back to it De- default yeah, yeah that makes sense you're like oh oui bonjour shut the fuck up yeah. like, <laughs> imagine somebody just being nice yeah thank you for coming why don't you shut the fuck up fuck what? you no, they're actually the nice let's be honest way fucking nicer in french they're so much nicer I I, so far i haven't had anybody fuck around it's been the opposite super supportive super like very into it like they respect the whereas in english you always even at the nest you're gonna get people being assholes sometimes yeah more often than not so far i've been very lucky in french they're very attentive they're like yo they're giving us something this is a show yeah let me respect it which is i wish i had that in english but french audiences are crazy like that man they they're there for like la soirée, like you know, it's like le spectacle. Yeah, they're ready. Like this is, it's a big night for them. Like they yeah. know how to act. Yeah, they get dressed up, put perfume on. Yeah, they know how to shit. act. They they, they come, they're professionals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not like yeah. this savage <laughs> shows up like a goddamn smelly gorilla. Do you remember? Hey, I put the cologne, bro. Hey, <laughs> do you remember uh, what's his face there? Uh, the the girl was doing a set, and the guy, this old man, walks in and just goes. Where's George Carlin? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorrette, we were all there <laughs> together. Sorrette. We were all there together. Yeah, that was great. No, yeah, it was Sorrette. Yeah. No, it wasn't Sorrette. It was JC Lafontaine. No, it was uh, JC Sorrette. No, Sorrette is the guy. Yeah. Lafontaine is the girl. It happened to the girl. I didn't even know it happened to the girl. JC. No, it, happened to, it was uh, yes. Sorrette who was on who was on stage. Oh, really? I thought it was Lafontaine. I thought it was, no, the girl. it was the girl. Yeah, it was Lafontaine. So it was Lafontaine, then it was Rodney. But yeah, yeah, but he yelled at Lafontaine. JC Surrett. He, he yeah. yelled at Lafontaine. He said, "Where's George Carlin?" And I saw that guy in the um, uh, the the bathroom across in like uh, Jillian's there. Before that happened. Before it happened, and I'm in the bathroom. There's three Sikh guys with turbans, and one of them opened the door. And that same guy who yelled at all of the the comics was standing there. He was like, "Get the fuck out of my country!" <laughs> Holy shit! I have no idea. Holy shit! It was great. I <laughs> thought the bathroom, but the fact that he said the country. Yeah. He's like, look, you you walk in the wrong toilet seat. <laughs> but then all three guys like looked at me and then looked at each other and started, started laughing. I would die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is funny. It's because if you're not if you're not laughing, something fucked up would happen. You know. So yeah. If they're not laughing, they're killing him. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He's alone. But, but like, it was you so can't. Funny. He's uh he's very old from what yeah. you see. He's you know, a super old. He comes guy. from a time, bro. I went on after her, and that didn't happen to me. Did they throw him out by the time I got on? 
No, he, no. Got, he got thrown out uh, during J.C. Surrett's uh, set. I didn't see him at all. No, you went on before, didn't you? Is no. that why? Yeah. I think I you went on before. Because yeah, no, we left. She didn't even finish and we left. So it was, So she went on after me? Yeah. So it happened as soon as I got off? Yeah. Oh, that's so uh, unlucky. And that <laughs> happens a lot at the nest where people are like, oh, hecklers, and I, I always dodge them. Yeah. You notice that shit? Like, I remember with Abdul, the lady who threw stuff at him. Yeah, threw popcorn. Yeah, because I think he was hosting, so she was mad at the host. And then I went up. I was middling. And nobody said anything. And I was like, oh, they're cool now. And then I got off and they threw and they th- they're throwing shit. I was like, why is nobody talking to me? Why is nobody throwing shit at me? I want to. I want to have that. I don't fuck Because I, I, I want to fuck yeah. around a bit too. But, and I was like, oh, now it's calm. And then something happens. Like, no, they're not calm. I was like, well, they didn't say anything to me. What do you I mean? I can't approach them and be like, you look like you're going to fucking heckle later. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. So I had no control. I was like, I don't know. They didn't throw shit at me. You, you have that don't fuck with me face. Do I? Yeah. And apparently I have it too. Well, you have a fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I do that? You, ha- you have a will rape to survive face. <laughs> <laughs> and, and survival for you means donuts. <laughs> will rape for snacks. Uh, fun, fact, fun fact. Fun mm. fact. Donuts are actually healthier than soft drinks. If you drink one bottle of Coca-Cola, okay. it's like having six donuts. That's true, but nobody was yeah. arguing that. Yeah. You made it sound like me and Paul here were on some kind of a fucking pro-soda. <laughs> Y'all soda. didn't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, no. <laughs> pro-soda fucking rampage. Like, please drink more soda. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I love soda, though. If you're going to have sugar intake, one donut is fine. Yeah, I'm not telling you not to. As opposed to like a, a soda, like soda drink. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's all about being moderate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because some people just have no self control. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I bought six donuts. Oh, I can't let these donuts go stale. I actually I don't have soft. I, I don't drink soft drinks. You have no self control, though. So at least you can control that, is what you're saying. I mean, I have no self control when it comes to bread. bread, stuff with bread, like sandwiches, pizza. That I have zero self control. But cake, I got some. I got self control. <laughs> but when it comes to pizza, bro, that shit's fire. Your show yeah. is gonna be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> monthly show oh by the way so I showed um, fans of the live stream a couple of weeks ago the pilot remember that I shot the pilot yeah, and you yeah, were in yeah. it because they were asking about you like oh how come we never seen this guy because I'm going to bring Paul on, on my podcast again so yeah, you can awesome. watch him because uh, I think the first time you had done this show you have, you've done this show I think this is the third time or second time I think the third time the third time the first time was just audio the second time was early on and now so people are getting introduced yeah. to you now fans that are like are relatively new within the last year um, and they liked it because I hated the, I guess because I was so involved in it, I was like, yeah, it's trash. So they're the ones who kind of motivated me. That's why I started the Patreon. I want a goal of like a thousand people, and then I want to film like a, a season. Okay, nice. Of it, bring you back and do all that shit again, uh, better this time. So we're not in a rush. Because if you remember, Yo, I'd love to, man. Do you remember how last minute it was? Like yeah, we yeah, had yeah. to scramble. That's what people don't understand. It's like, oh, it looks nice. If you knew what we went through. Like, even you, remember that day? It was last minute. You showed up. It was fucked up. It's like, we got to shoot this here. We have no choice. Yeah. If we don't shoot this here, we can't do the night scene later. It was crazy. And we st- it still came out watchable. Yeah. I was impressed with how fast you guys put it together. That was, yeah, because we had no choice. Yeah, because I was like, holy shit, these guys are not fucking around. Yeah. If, if we had the time, it would have been fucking amazing. Because I remember you were just, we had that one shoot. And after you were like, uh, we need to read. Can you? redo these guys parts yeah like, yo fuck let's do it thank yeah. god paul showed up yeah because <laughs> there was scenes with andy tenderloins that were redone he was wearing a fucked up shirt that day that it, it, we told him not to but he still wore a checkered shirt it came off weird on camera and yeah. then he wasn't acting i think because he was nervous so it came off very weird so like we have to redo those scenes it has to be paul it, it was fucking crazy it yeah. was a nightmare 
There's a lot of work that goes into this shit. I yeah. have more respect for independent filmmakers after doing that. Yeah, the projects and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I heard just just the people getting the people together, man. That good people all. that'll actually work. Yeah. yeah, and the money. We didn't have a budget, so all the money went on renting equipment and food for everyone. Yeah. and it still cost me a couple thousand dollars. Food is something I never thought of. Yeah, and I realized I was like, Jesus fucking Christ! At the end of it, but I knew that's what's going into. I had to rent everything and do. But it's just there's so much that it goes into it, money wise, work wise, that you never think of. Just editing times, also. Yeah. Just the way they break down the scenes. Like, we were supposed to film at the Nest, the comedy clubs. But that night, the Nest couldn't. Last minute, David changed it on me. And we had to have it ready for you the You had to night. make a comedy club. We had to make yeah, a comedy made a club comedy in comedy club out of the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we had no choice. Yeah. yeah. Imagine but, the military. Like, the food for the military, that's not. Oh, is that? You're still yeah. stuck on the food? We passed that. But, uh. <laughs> but, you know, it's like you feed your crew. And they, you know, that's the like base thing. Like, yeah, they were happy. People will be happy when they have food in their yeah. bellies, you know. So when they're sitting around and they don't know what's gonna happen, and they're like, "Where's my next meal coming from?" People get fucked up at People, that point. Yeah. Now we're trying to raise money because if we get the patrons that we want, it's the budget I worked on in my head. We're able to have food, pay people, have like a good production. That's yeah. why the goal is to a thousand because it's gonna, it you know, it costs money, but yeah. it, it will be a fucking badass production because we get all the comics we want. People would get paid. It, they would fucking eat. They would put, put out a good fucking show. Yeah. It would be a nice fucking reel. Like a series? Like you want like to a series. Like Definitely if we get those patrons, parts. we could do the first season. That's for mm-hmm. sure. So like 10 episodes. Um, I'll write that down. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, but it's just a matter of getting a thousand people to sign up. And a matter after of that is just me getting everything written down. Phil is down for it. He's ready. Yeah. Uh, he's got his crew that he's going to want to bring along to work with it. So it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun if we actually get to do it, which we, you never know. Like I've... This, these past three years have been fucking weird for me anyway. So shit, random shit that you think isn't going to happen happens. So yeah. if it could happen, it'll be amazing. So being positive and bring that enthusiasm to the projects. Yeah, because, it, dude, it's, it's also what we're doing. Our, it doesn't exist anymore. No one's going to give us anything. Yeah. It's too saturated. Yeah, There's no reason to give Pantels or Paul Beluia to pick him out of somewhere and be like, you get this show. It, there's no reason. Yeah. You, you have a network. It's already happening. So for us, we have to build our own shit. No yeah. one's going to give us anything. Yo, I was listening to, um, what's the name? Uh. Seth Rogen, hmm. and he was talking about him and the guy from Get Out. Um, what's oh, his name? Uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, yeah. And they were saying, like, for them to get a project out, like, Get Out took him, like, nine years to make. Fuck. And now imagine, like, hey, we have this idea for something. God damn. And then the amount of time that it takes yeah. for everyone to, like, get their ducks in a row, you know? But you just got to go for it, man. Yeah. I, I've been doing that for the past couple of years. I've just been jumping at everything like trying to get the the furthest things and i've been catching a lot of shit like i've been catching a lot of this stuff it, but it's just it, that leap of faith is fucking yeah it's scary man no man you've got your hustle on man you know you got a great studio and all this well you gotta have your fucking you know how it is man this business yeah if you no one's gonna give you shit yeah i, I keep telling people especially local comics because i know them i'm not gonna go tell you but just web presence even a pot, anything, just be out there because no one's going to know you if that doesn't ha- They forget about yeah. you. There's too much going on. So just something to stay relevant, a podcast. Be a Googleable. Fucking, be Googleable, exactly. Yeah. They Google you, they could find you. Yeah. Like if, if I Google Paul Beluyet and I get some chef in the Philippines, it makes it difficult. Right now, yeah. I Google Paul Beluyet, I get your website. Yeah. Which is, that's how it should fucking be. He exactly. was about to test it out. I saw him grab his phone. <laughs> no, no, I know that you get his website. I tested it out because I, I got, that's how I got the photo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Are you Googleable? Uh, it depends. <laughs> if you write 
uh, if you write just Poseidon, no, it's impossible because of your name. Yeah, but but it's if you type in the, if you type in like uh, my, uh, if you type in the your po- handle, the Poseidon sixty nine. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's because that's your actual handle. That's like saying, look, you can't find, but if you type in my address, it brings you to my house. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there. <laughs> it brings you to my place. I don't want to brag or nothing. Me and oh. Google got a thing going. Forget about it. <laughs> You're gonna be at the nest this Sunday with me, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. I love that place, man. Yeah. I'm there tomorrow too. I will also I'm be hosting, there. I'm hosting. Um, what well, seems there tomorrow? Gavin, too, no? Gavin Stevens. Gavin Stevens. Uh, oh, uh, no. Uh, Mike Patterson's there. I think tomorrow. I th- well, I think he's there tonight. Possibly. I don't know. I thought I thought Joey was on the lineup too. I think it's a good lineup. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm always happy to just do comedy, man. Oh man. Any. Yeah. Well, it's rare for me to say no. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. have to be free, yeah, and in town, and I'll say yes to almost anything. It's funny. I, I worked with a, a comic uh, th- this week who, you know, he's telling me like I don't want to name, but he's like, yeah, I've been doing comedy for nine years. He's been doing it for nine. Oh, years. Oh shit! Okay. I thought you were gonna say like nine days. No. <laughs> so he was like, man, uh, I haven't seen you in like three years, which is probably true. And he's like, uh, do you even do comedy anymore? And after I'm like. Do I? Where the fuck are you? <laughs> like, I'm, doing, I'm doing comedy all the time. Where the fuck are you? And he's like, oh, I guess we just don't see each other. Well, what rooms is he doing? He, I think that he's just doing, I don't know. I don't know. That's why. But he's not, you know, my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, I'm not hitting those open mics like I used to before. Yeah. So I guess, uh, you know, I'm my Thursdays through Sundays where comedy is busier. So I guess I'm just not there for those other nights. Do you do uh, open mics? Often? No, I haven't. In, but now I'm going to start doing them with Mike uh, a bit more. We want to jump on a lot more because he's got a lot of material to test okay, for the yeah. new English hour that he's working on. So um, it gives me an excuse to jump on more open mics too. So this year there's gonna, people are going to be seeing me and him at random places for okay. sure. Yeah, uh, and you guys should come uh, to my uh, to my place. Oh, definitely. All, all, the only thing that matters is because Mike has his French tour. Okay, It just has to fall on dates where he's not on tour. And he's gonna, he'll show up. He'll, yeah, yeah, because he, he needs to practice, and uh, he's fucking good. You put him on anything, he's you know it's Mike. Like, yeah, yeah. brings when the I, house down. I don't know if uh, I've said this, but when I first started doing open mics, he, he started doing English yeah, comedy. He was doing English comedy, so we were both like open micers. How weird was that? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was. It was awesome, but you know, I couldn't imagine the pressure of like having that intense of a fan base. And there's like these diehard guys who are like at the comedy works and they paid five bucks and they're like, holy shit. He's doing, yeah. yeah, you know, and then he's like trying stuff, you know. I would just be like, I never try stuff. I just, you know. Yeah, it's, it's you know scary. What I'm saying? Well, it happens to me. Some You too. So if you have people like, let's say if you announce that you're going to be at an open mic. Yeah. That was the rookie mistake that I had stopped doing years ago. Because yeah. people show up. They don't show up to watch you practice if, if, if you announced it. Yeah. So they're expecting you to do your best material. But you want to fuck around because this is your chance to fuck around. And then you're caught in between this place. You're like, if I bomb, this is going to be the last time they see me. They're going to be like, oh, this guy's not good. Yeah. But if I do well, it's useless because it's jokes I know work already. So I'm not using the gym the way I'm supposed to. So it used to be a conflict in my head. So then I just stopped. I would just show up places. I wouldn't announce, especially open mics. Never announce it. Show up so I have no pressure. People are there. They're there. I didn't tell you to come. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell you it was going to be good. I didn't tell you to be doing new shit. None of that. I'm, I just showed up and I could fuck around. Uh, yeah. So I put less pressure. But now also we have that advantage of like just doing more time. Mm. You know, like back 
when you start, you had that five minutes. And you had to scramble. And now you have 15 minutes. You're like, hey, I have like three or four minutes that in I there could where squeeze I can fuck in. around. Yeah, yeah, where I could try some new stuff and it doesn't hit. We just go back to the good stuff. I did that at Rashta's show a few weeks ago. She let me go up on a Monday. Nice. And I got to fuck around. I did that in the beginning. I was talking to my dog. Like I got to just experiment. Yeah. I did it with Sid too last week, but I don't know if it went well because the room was weird and I was. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking about vagina cream. Remember? Oh, my yeah, dog yeah. getting vagina cream for my dog. And. I don't I don't know if it worked or not because I got laughs, but <clears throat> the vagina cream or the because what happened was they the my my dog she had like a little um uh, she kept licking her paw and because she licked it so much as bacteria it was causing like a bit of a it was getting like, like yellow a, yeah okay yeah so uh, my gr- the groomer she goes to me because I'll, I'll take her to the vet she goes don't go to the vet they're gonna give you it's all it is is it's basically like a yeast infection she goes because she keeps licking it so what's in saliva just get her a canestin I was like, fuck she's like it's vagina cream. I have to go to the pharmacy. She's like, no, it's not. It's over the counter. Just go buy it, put it on her her thing. And then when I went, I realized that when I was asking for it, and the lady was like, okay, she brought me to it. But at Jean Coutu, they thought because then I, I tried to I go, it's for my dog, but that didn't make it any better. That made they looked at me like I'm fucking my dog. Like it just you don't say that's not a normal thing that they hear because I'm like, oh, don't worry, it's nothing weird. It's for my dog. And they're like, that's weird. Why would you tell me that? <laughs> so then I realized. So then the second time I had sent my girlfriend in to get it. I go, look, I need hairspray. So she was going in to get hairspray, vagina cream, and condoms. And I was cool with it. And I was like, I'd rather make my girlfriend look like a prostitute than me go in and get vagina cream. Like, that's the level that I'm at, you know? So I was talking about it on stage. Because I go, isn't it? Because to me, it was weird after the fact. I go, why am I okay with her looking? Condoms, hairspray, and vagina cream is normal. I have no problem. She's like, are you sure? Yeah, go buy it. That's cool. But me just asking for vagina cream is an issue. So I was talking about on stage. I was getting it out. They get the words. And for some reason, when I was saying vagina cream, I noticed some people were like, the fuck? What is he talking about? What's vagina cream? Why does this? Yeah, I think it confuses some. I don't think some people know. What it is. Yeah. Know that there is vagina cream. Maybe there's that too. Maybe like they heard yeast infection. They're like, my chicken has never gotten infected, sir. Like the first time you told me, I was like vagina cream. Like I didn't even. Yeah, you didn't know either. Yeah. yeah. Well, the fir- when she told me the first time, I had to ask questions too. I was like, "What are you talking about?" She yeah. gets for the vagina. I was like, "Her vagina's fine, not the dog." You know, and she was trying to explain to me, and I was like, "Fuck, she's so smart." But now I have to go to the pharmacy and ask for a vagina cream. And then because it was so awkward the second time, I got my girlfriend. I'm surprised there's a second. How much vagina cream did you use? Look, it was the small tube. Okay. But the truth is, the truth is, I, with any tube, same with toothpaste, I overdo it. I waste a lot. Okay. I'm wasteful. Are you the one who, like, the toothpaste at your house is always fucked up and there's, like, toothpaste outside of the toothpaste? No, 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 no. no. I take care of my shit, but I waste too much. Like, let's say the toothbrush is like this, it'll be way too much. So then most of it is going to, yeah. It's going to get thrown out anyway. Okay. So I'm, I'm wasteful in that sense. So she had to go buy a second tube. Uh, like a month later, when it when it started to flare up again, because she she she's fine, and then she starts licking herself out of anxiety. Okay. So she's just licking, 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 and then it yeah. it gets infected. That's wow. what happened. And then I talked about it on stage, and people found it weird. Um, some yeah. people were laughing. Some people were on board from the beginning. They understood. They're like, "Yeah, that is a weird situation." Because mm-hmm. why did you say it was for your dog? But I, I felt like I had to defend myself. And it's to- coming from like a. A good place, you know. You're I was trying to help my dog. Looking out for your dog. I was just looking out for my dog, but <laughs> for some reason, I cared enough to tell the person that's for my dog. Where in reality, it's none of their fucking business. It could be for me. It could be for anybody. Yeah. It's none of their business. But I was like, it's not weird. It's for my dog. And like, what the <laughs> fuck? That's even. Why would you tell me that? That's. And then I saw from her face. I was like, I shouldn't have said that. I, that makes it weirder. And then I was like, I'm never coming to buy this shit again. <laughs> but see, it's like this is the process, right? Yeah. In the comedy, it's like we're just trying to. Trying to fucking figure it out. We were talking about that before. Like, yeah. you know, we always think 
You look at someone, you're like, that person's got it all figured out. Nobody. No, no one has it figured out. Ever. People told me they thought I had it figured out. Like, you're doing good. It looks like you figured out. Figured what out? <laughs> like, literally, the guy that I hang out with the most is fucking Poseidon. He's a retard, okay? Hey, Poseidon. I love you. Hey. I clearly <laughs> haven't figured it out. <laughs> but you know what? You know what advice? Keep your circle small, though. The tight friends that you hang out with, it's easier to handle if there's not a lot of people. That's yep. what I've learned. You yeah. have less shit to do. Like, literally, my circle, my dog, my girlfriend, him, and Mike is, like, the main circle. And then when I when I need advice and shit, like, I'll call people. Like, Sammy's always like, bro, this guy, I have to give him a fucking shout-out. He could tell me to go fuck myself. Like, yesterday, I called him. I had advice. It was I, I needed advice, and it was about agents and shit. Like, shit that I don't know. So I asked somebody who knows. So he's like, look, I'm coming back from Ottawa. Let me call you when I'm in the car. Because I have that whole thing. And I'll just talk to you there. And he spent like an hour telling me, yeah, do this. That's a good idea. He could have told me, listen, bro, I'm fucking busy. I'm organizing my tour. You know, I have all this shit because that's what he was doing. Instead, he's like, I'll take the fucking time. Spend an hour just to explain, do this. No, no, that's do this. You know, do this. Try thinking about this first. Take your time. Do. And he didn't have to give me any advice. And it was all good advice. But he could tell me to go fuck myself. So these kind of people, the people that are willing to give you the time, you take care of them. You know, you look out that you keep in your circle. All the cancerous shit, bro, you don't need it. I, yeah. cut, I cut everything out. I, very specific people that I keep with me, all positive. Well, he's you know he's anxious, but you know he's weird. But uh, and uh, I'm pretty positive the guy though. People, yeah, you are. And I, I fuck with you, but you are. <laughs> but people that are willing to work, they're willing to work, and and they, they they're not gonna get mad at you if you ask them for something. Yeah, like he could have told me to go fuck myself, and he, he remained, you know, he's remaining like a human. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't have to, cause he if he told me, look, I'm busy. I couldn't even take offense. I'd be like, yeah, you're one of the busiest fucking people I know. It's, you are busy. You're yes. literally like fucking doing everything. So, I, But instead he's like, yeah, what do you need? Fuck, let me call you in five minutes so I give you better, so I'm sitting in the car, so I give you better advice. And I was like, this motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Even me when I saw him at the airport, he could have just been like, it's Poseidon. Yeah, I got to leave. Brush no, right away. Spent, but there are few, rare. I didn't even notice him. He was like, Poseidon. Yeah, I'm like, but it's rare that you're going to find people in, in the entertainment, people that they're still the same guy. Yeah. Very rare. Yeah. It like changes people. Yeah, mostly. But yeah. some you find and you're like, Jesus Christ, it's like, it's just the same guy you knew five years ago. Yeah. Just keeping it. Keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. Keeping it real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we know so we've grown up with I guess some people that they've never changed. They've just yeah, just fucking awesome. And I, I hope that they never change too. You know, like you know, that's that's what you just hope. You hope that everyone's gonna remain that like kind person that, that yeah. you always thought. Even like I met uh, Emo Phillips. Oh, he's but he's always been nice to her. <laughs> But he has no reason. He's so nice. Yeah, but he has no reason to be nice. You're right. The same thing with Sammy. Ha has no reason to be nice. But they're all still... Yeah, Emo Phillips, everybody who meets him at the Nest, because he he'll stay to take photos. He'll stay to... Yeah. And he's fucking Emo Phillips. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And he's... You know, like, I saw him on the Thursday, and then I came on, on the Saturday, and he remembered my name, and he was like, oh, it's good to see you again, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, this guy's so fucking good. Yeah, there's some good people out there. yeah. That's why it'll be best if Poseidon doesn't become rich and famous because uh, he's going to ruin the record. <laughs> he's just going to go on a fucking binge just slapping waitresses. <laughs> I said medium rare, whore. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who the fuck I am? <laughs> you, you're, a, you're, you're a Harvey Weinstein waiting to happen. I would never do that. No. You're, I on. would control myself. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. If I give you $10 million, yeah. we're fucked. 
Why would you give him ten million? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't have ten million. But if if I if I had and I could give you ten million dollars, I know that it was like a self destructing. I'd give you ten million dollars and I'd leave the country. Because I know it would go bad. Just watch it happen. Yeah. First of all, he'd spend it all in a week. Poseidon, why do you need three cars and a house <laughs> to crash them into each other? Yeah, yeah. Bumper cars, bro. <laughs> so, what do you want your show to be about, Poseidon? Uh, well, I'm gonna be playing video games. Okay, and just talking to people on your You're camera, just talking, reading you can messages, ask me questions. Yeah, it's in bed with me, so you can ask me. Uh, <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, in bed. Well, in bed. It's Are you really gonna be in bed? Like, I'm. A, I want to see the I'll studio. Be in a, I'll be in a bathrobe. But you're going to be in your bed. Are we going to do it at the studio here or at your house? We're setting up at your at house. At my house, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting Wait, my mic. How, how am I going to play video games on a bed? You, oh, <laughs> you, what? You lay down you play games. Yeah, but how, how do I sit? <laughs> Is this what's going on in your head right now? That's what's blocking you? He's to, worried about how to sit. I'm trying to, because I want to be comfortable, right? This is the equivalent of if Paul Baluya has a podcast <laughs> and it's going great and he invites a guest to help him get some publicity and the guest goes, I don't know, because I've never held a mic like how that. Do so how, how do I talk <laughs> into how do I the talk mic again? Is that the issue? Is that the issue? Stupid. Just come on. You're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll sit in a way and you'll be comfortable. I found on Amazon silk bathrobes. Okay. I think it's kind of hot. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think you're overthinking the the, yeah. the costume. Like, All these wardrobe changes. Yeah. He's like, I, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I'm like, you have to, bro. Well, like is a strong word. <laughs> Except he had a lot of chicks around him. Yeah, yeah. you're just a lone masturbating, yelling. You also, I'm scared because I feel like you're gonna leave the stream on and people are gonna watch you jerk off. <laughs> you wanna laugh? I actually do have that fear. Yeah. I'm willing to put money on it. <laughs> Goddamn, bro. I'm willing to put money on that. Yeah, the odds are high. The odds are high for that one. So, you, Paul, uh, oh, you, what's going on with you and podcasting? I have my podcast. Well, last couple months, uh, there are two months now that we uh, we kind of took a hiatus. But our podcast went on strong for like two years. Yeah, why? what's going on now? Like, what's uh, Did you start again? No, we're figuring it out again. <laughs> like a shitty relationship? Yeah, yeah exactly. You ever thought of going solo? Yes. Yeah, I have. And that, I think that that's kind of like what we're thinking about now, or what I'm thinking about. And on that note, sorry to interrupt. You're I'm, leaving? I'm going to stake my leave. Get the fuck out of here. We miss you already, buddy. That's gonna, a lie. You're going to go get a silk robe? <laughs> my arms are killing me, by the way. All right. <laughs> this, is what I, this, this is what I fucking deal with. People are like, you're so lucky you get to have Poseidon around. It's just a whack, whack job. All right, later, Pasizi. Have fun. Good to see you again, man. Thank you for coming, Poseidon. Take care, brother. That's so funny. How long have you and Poseidon known each other? Six months. <laughs> I don't know, a couple of years. Not not that long. Not as long as you'd think. Okay. I inherited him. I inherited him from uh, another friend of ours. Okay. They grew up together. They were best friends. Okay. And he was getting really fed up with Poseidon. And uh, we were playing hockey together. And he would bring Poseidon around. And I'm telling the story of how we met. And he would bring Poseidon around. And then I felt bad. I was like, you know what? I'll hang out with this motherfucker. So I would call him when I was doing shit. I was like, you want to hang out with us? We're doing this and this. And he was super excited all the time. He's like, oh, I get to see this. I get to go to a comedy club. I get to. Yeah. I was like, fuck, this kid's really excited. And then uh, my buddy, it's like a disease that he gave to me. And he's like, all right, you keep him now. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, eh, you'll see. And uh, then Poseidon would never leave my side. And I kind of got stuck with him. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it was for the best because uh, he's loyal. And he, I think he needed a good role model. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that role model, but Jason, he gets to meet Mike and stuff. So he gets some good qualities that he steals okay. from people. So I think it's good. I think it did him good. It gave him a purpose. Yeah. And it did me good. I have fucking Poseidon around. It's fun. You could take him to clubs and just, it's like your security. Yeah. He's always, he's always has a smile on his face. Yeah. Man. He's got a smile. He's, he's awesome. fucking, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'll fight with him. Like sometimes I'll do something really stupid and I'll lose my shit on him. And then he'll apologize. I'll be like, look, man. Because uh, I'll I'll be like, look, I overdid it. But then he'll come and be like, look, honestly, though, like I, I'm trying to see from your perspective, I would lose my shit, too. I'm very sorry I did that. Because he'll do some really stupid things, like yeah. career-ending stupid things. And then I'll just lose my shit. But like, what are you doing? Who would think that that's a logical fucking thing to do? And I'll go crazy on him. Yeah. I'll treat him like an angry father, you know? And then he'll he'll come around. You know, he'll... Like, if I'm wrong, he'll tell me. But if he realizes that he's wrong... He's not scared to admit it anymore. He takes responsibility. He used to not. He could set a, a daycare on fire, and he would still defend himself. Well, well, you know, the daycare shouldn't have been next to the fire. But now it's not like now he'll he'll actually assess the situation. And be like, oh fuck, that's a good point. Which is he's grown as a person. You know, I think we both like mm-hmm. everybody grows. So I think I think it's done him good hanging out. Oh, awesome. I remember the first time meeting him uh, was with uh, Brian Scalero. Oh God, <laughs> I have some funny Brian stories. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, oh, that, that's how I remembered him. I think it was like... Uh, oh, the hooker story. Yeah, the hooker story. Oh, yeah, you were there. Yeah, we were in the green room. And it was me, you, Brian Scalaro. Uh, I think was was Abdul there. Or, or I, it was... Uh, what's his name? Shuela. Shuels was there. Uh, yes, Shuela was there. Yeah, because he was hosting it, and Brian yeah. was mad at the chewing. Yeah, he couldn't chew popcorn like a normal person and Brian fucking made, it, made him leave the green room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, if you're going to keep eating, get the fuck out of the green room. And and he's like, I just want peace and quiet. His head was hurting. So he's sitting there. He's about to go up. He's like five minutes from going up and he's, he's like, finally, I found a quiet Zen time and we're all being quiet. We're minding our business. I think we're talking lower on our phones and then Poseidon just breaks into the green room. He's like, whoa, I made it. Just fuck the hooker. I made it right on time. And he's like, what? He's, he's all like, red in the face and sweating. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, fuck the hooker. I had some spare money. It's okay, guys. Nobody asked him where he got the money. Nobody asked him any of those questions, but he's answering, and he's telling us a story where he took a shit, remember? And yeah. he, had to, he locked the bathroom he locked door, the door to blame the hooker for shitting, and it was just so crazy. And Brian's like, who the fuck? Is, what is happening right now? That was his first interaction with Poseidon. Yeah, me too. I was like, <laughs> nice to meet you, Poseidon. <laughs> he just broke in. He's like, I fucked a hooker. Feel great. I took a shit. That is it. Oh my god, I remember. Yeah, what a what an entrance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like the Kramer. Uh, you know, it's true. That was a Kramer entrance. Kramer entrance. Yeah. As yeah. I look at, you got Kramer on the wall. Yeah, I got, I got some good posters up here. I remember you had a, a full-size poster of you. I, it's Well, I've never put it up because it's too big. So it was a mistake in ordering because the size. It was supposed to be for one of the posters outside. Okay. But it was too big. So it's like a stall. And it's bigger than the door. It doesn't even fit on the door. So we don't know. What to, it's still back there. We just don't know what to do with it. It's too big. It's like okay. a mini billboard. Yeah. So I have no idea what to do with it. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll fucking auction it off to someone. Maybe I'll sign it. I'll give it to someone. Because you need like a real huge wall to put that up. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, but I don't want to like dispose of it like it's good quality and shit. It's, yeah, it's a picture of my it. podcast. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know what to do with it. Uh, it's funny because I I made Leonard Yell actually is hooking me up with um, for all the patrons that sign up this month. I'm sending them all p- autograph posters. Oh, awesome! So it's little posters that he made that uh, I designed and he printed for me. I'm signing them. Thank you. This and that, and sending them out anywhere. Even fans in the UK like they thought they weren't going to get it in the UK. So no, anybody who signs up, that's the deal. But he gave, yeah, he gave me a sick deal in the beginning, and then he's like, I'm going to make them to you for free now. Fucking Leonard Yell. And I did I disagreed. I was like, no, I'm paying. He's like, no, 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 I got this. No, he's the best. He did all my uh, my wedding uh, 
invitations. Yeah, he was telling me he stuff. does wedding stuff too. He does it, all kinds of shit. Yeah, he's awesome. He's the fucking man. Yeah, just hanging out with him. I did uh, the Bishop and Bag show uh, oh. a couple nights ago. Yeah, he came over today. We were talking. Yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned I was doing a show with you today, and I think he said something like, "Oh yeah, I don't have enough good things to say about Baloo or some shit like that." Yeah. Oh yeah, he said on stage and off stage. He said he was saying good things about you. Yeah, he's a good fucking dude. Him. Yeah. Have you done the? Show in Dollar yet? No, I, I he asked me a couple times, but it was very last minute. Like okay. he, one day he called me the day of. He's like two hours. I don't have a headline. Oh, yeah, he didn't have a, a host or a host or, or some yeah, shit. Yeah. And I was like, I was already busy. Yeah, I was like, fuck, man, I want to help him because he's my friend. But it was impossible. Like I was between two different things. Um, but I'm gonna organize with him now because I'm gonna start doing more shows with Mike. Like uh, open Mike needs to practice. Yeah, so I think we're gonna be dropping in a lot of places. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so oh, that's exciting, man. I, I always love watching like comics that i admire work out new stuff because i like i like picking at people's brains and figuring out why they like yeah where that came from yeah yeah you know yeah it's fun it's also it's for me it's fun to watch his process too because i see him do stuff in french and then also sometimes to translate something i always find it interesting to see which angle he's because it's not it's not direct translate it's not super easy to translate jokes yeah so i always wonder i go how is he going to bring this in because with a french audience this is two words so it's easy but with English, it needs a bit more explanation. So how's he going to, you know, so I'm always like wondering, I'm like, where's he going to go with this? And then when I see where he goes, I'm like, oh, you fucking motherfucker. I, I didn't yeah. even think about that. You know, so it's very fun to watch that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you watch, you're seeing it from two perspectives, right? Because you're like, there's a lot of shit that's funny in French that doesn't work, doesn't translate. And it's the same thing the other way around. You yeah. Know? But you got to figure it out. I had trouble like translating my own stuff, so I got someone to like help me just with the nuances because I don't I don't speak French that often. Me, it's words I get help with. Like yeah, I didn't yeah. know how to say stoning. I have a joke about stoning, <laughs> and I had to find out it's lapidé. Lapidé. Lapidé is stoning. So lapidé à mort is stoned to death. So I had because one of my jokes is about a, a woman getting stoned, which uh, shocks a lot of people when I say it. But it's uh, so I had to. There was no way I couldn't because I was like I can't say stoning. It's gonna ruin the whole joke because. It's in French, and then one word is in English. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got to find out. And then when they told me, lapide, I was like, oh, I can't get used to saying that. That's fucking weird. Yeah. So then I had to find a way to say it where it still rolls off the tongue and it's funny. That's a hard word, lapide. Yeah. You know, so it was like hard, I mean, in the sound, not to say. So little things, you're right, little things, like little nuances. Yeah. It's uh, even so Even fun. in English, too. You know, stoning like, is hard in English because some people think of getting stoned. Yeah, exactly. So they're like, their brain goes there, and then you got to train them to not go To there. not go there, yeah. Yeah, somehow. You're like, listen, forget the high. Go back to racism. Go back. Get that's the lane I need you in. Okay, go. <laughs> you got to just redirect them. I, I did that to the French crowd. I said the stoning joke, and then people, some people freaked out, some people laughed, and then I said, all right. Uh, so while we're on the subject, uh, where are any racists in you? Where am I racist at? Where and it was just such a like because the segue, like you motherfucker, was such a good moment where some people were like, right here. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, you don't got to out them. They're happy to out themselves. They're happy to out themselves. But it's funny because the guys that were yelling were the guys that clearly they weren't white. So it was all, yeah, so everyone's fucking around. You know, everyone's having fun. It's good when you, you know that you got the crowd in the mood where they're willing to just be loose and fuck around. Yeah. That's when you know you won. You're like, okay, they're, they're loose. They're having fun. This is a successful night for them. Yeah. That's what, because that's all you could do, really. I, I realize we have no other power. Like, I can't tell you. When you misinterpret a joke, I, I've given up trying to explain or this and that. It's like, yo, I put it out there. It's up to you now. I can't explain myself. Of I intended this. I Look, if you yeah. don't get it, 99% got it. You didn't. I I can't help you. 
Then you just go on to the next joke. Go on to the next joke. I can't sit there and argue with people. Or, you know, after shows, we're like, well, you know, this thing is like, no, that's just you saying this. Yeah. Everyone else laughed. So clearly you're seeing it the way you want to see it. You want to get upset. I, I Back in the day, I would argue. Be like, well, no, I meant it like this. Like, you know, now I was like, you know what? I don't, you didn't fucking like it. Good for you. Yeah, that's your problem. Yeah, go somewhere else. Yeah. What do you want me to do about that? Because, uh, look, but that's like this whole stand-up comedy, like, culture. You Where know? everyone's getting angry. Yeah, everyone's just getting angry about everything. You know, we're just trying to put ourselves out there. Sammy said something interesting. I had him on last week. He feels like it's gotten worse. What do you mean? Crowds are, are more sensitive now than they were last year. Oh, which yeah. is the first time I heard someone say that. Just last year. Just last year. This is, he noticed the difference. Yeah, and he's all over the place too, right? Yeah. So that's I, interesting. I, I think it could also be the rooms. He did one of the rooms that we spoke about earlier, and I even noticed doing that room recently. It might not be the crowd. It might be the room because the room is hard. It's high ceilings. Big stage as well. Big stage, yeah. There's people yeah. on the stage, which is hilarious. Yeah. You have to turn awful. around and talk to them, yeah. Yeah. So but, that might, you know, it's it's not exactly the best comedy venue. Yeah, and then to be able to gauge things, you know, like, you know, you can't really be like, you're not giving your comedy a fair chance Yeah. to breathe there, you know. So it could be that too, but it was an interesting perspective because I was like, fuck, maybe he's right. Maybe peop- more and more people are now jumping on that bandwagon and they're nervous, you know? No, people are. And what are we supposed to do as like, we're like the philosopher guys, right? Yeah, we're supposed to say the truth. Yeah, exactly. We're supposed and, to. And if we, do you, you get scared at all? Do you ever, do you ever second guess your jokes anymore? Some, t- some of them I do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we try to read people. I think that's mainly what we do in comedy is like just in general, you know, if you're going to make a joke with someone, you want to make sure, like you were saying, be comfortable. We want to make people comfortable or we want to try to make people comfortable in the audience so that they're comfortable enough to like really laugh and get themselves out there. But I think there's just this overall, everyone is a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I try not to second get, but sometimes too, I'm going on stage and I'm like, should I say this here? Yeah. But I won't drop jokes. I won't be like, I can't do this joke anymore. Fuck that. There could be venues. Like, I know yeah. it's not going to work here. But I, I don't want nobody to dictate my comedy. Because then I feel like I lost. Yeah. The, the like, us against them and going to war yeah. for, for laughter. It's Yeah. You don't want to lose that, right? I said no to a gig. I said no to a corporate, which it wasn't. It was 500 bucks still. It's 500 bucks. You know, it's, it's a lot of money. And I said no to it because... And I even told the guy, I go, I don't think you're thinking this through. You've seen me, like... Do you really think that if I... He's like, do the same uh, 45 that you did for me. And I go, think about that set and think about that at a corporate venue. Mm-hmm. What about, you know, the 10 minutes I spend on the hooker story? You know, what about the stoning to the... What about, like, you really think that's going to... This is going to be awkward for me. It's going to be awkward for them. And I said, no, I can't. It'll be... It's not worth the the weirdness. Yeah. And then all they're going to remember is they're going to go online and tell people, not that, oh, he's very offensive. They're just going to be like, this guy's a fucking asshole. Yeah, I came into a corporate environment, started talking about fucking rapes, and it's just, you can't. You know, there's a time and a place for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have a kid's birthday party and somebody invites me, I'll be like, yeah, if I know how to make balloons, I'm not going to give them my fucking story about Poseidon and the hooker. Yeah. You know, you got to know. You got to be self-aware. But it was weird. The guy's like, no, just do it. I said, no, nah, I can't. So I said, no. Good for you. Yeah. Well, not good for me. I just said, no, it was mo- good for me because there's no way that could have went well. Yeah. People would have lost their shit. Yeah, that's corporates though. 
You know, <laughs> there's good money in corporates, man. But I'm not. I don't there have. Is. I don't. I don't have it in me to just be slapsticky. Do you think that throughout time, like, do you think that the way your jokes go, that they'll get cleaner, or do you think that they're gonna get worse? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's an interesting question. It's weird because I, I think it just depends on how you class. Because I don't have a lot of. Um, You're not over the top. It's not vulgar. Yeah. It's just, it's situational. So that's why it works at clubs. It works at a lot of venues. It's just, situ- look, this is what happened. I'm telling you on awkward. I'm just being real. It's fucking Kirby enthusiasm, but on the stage, basically. Yeah. It's just, this is the situation I was in. It's ridiculous. Let me tell you about it. The problem is that some of the subject matter, like the area, like let's say the Poseidon hooker story, which I'm saying now in the hour, the whole thing going down for Rogan and doing the whole, I tell the whole hooker story beginning to end, how it happened with Poseidon, how he got pepper sprayed, all that stuff. And it's funny to go through the motions. And when I did it in Quebec, when I do it in front of, you know, people, even if they don't know Poseidon, I give them a bit of an intro of what kind of retard he is, and they laugh. They enjoy it. But that story, just talking about him going to another city, finding a prostitute, bringing a prostitute, which is illegal in a lot of places too, right? You got, and there's some people in the crowd that might not want to hear about, wait, wait a second, soliciting sex. All, you know, it fucks with people's sensibilities. Yeah. You, so there's certain places that it just won't work. It's a funny situation. It's a very funny scenario. But there's some people that don't want to hear about prostitution. Don't, you know, so it's, that's what I'm saying is it's not whether it's clean or dirty. I, I'm not overtly vulgar. I don't sit there fucking, you know, saying words that I know are going to, it's just, I talk about what I talk about. Yeah. And it just turns out that some of it is just crazy, but it's just real life. Like the Poseidon Hooker story is fucking insane, but it's what really happened. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want me to tell you? He got pepper sprayed. He got, everything he did was illegal, but it's what really happened. So if some people get mad at me, they're like, well, like there was a lady, I talk about the baby story where I go to a strip club and there's a baby and the lady got mad at me about not doing anything about the baby. And I was like, that's not the moral of the story. And also it's none of my business. Why are you mad at me? Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Steal a baby from a parent? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're mad about the wrong things. You're overthinking this story. If I'm telling you this story, it means that the baby's not dead. Yeah. So little things like that, like people, the baby story, which I, I don't use too often, but it's just, it's, you don't know where people are going to get mad uh, about it. And I'm not overtly trying, like, I'm not there dropping the N-bomb to piss people off. It's not the case. Yeah. I'm not using trigger words. It's just some situations people get mad and they leave, you know? Yeah. I had a woman get mad. I, I have this joke, but it's just like... uh. If you think stand-up comedy is hard, I tried to play Guess Who the board game with my transgendered cousin. Oh, yeah. I know that joke. <laughs> but that was it. That's you know? a good joke. And, but then a woman's like, afterwards, she was like, oh, you were very funny, but... but or the second they say but. Yeah. She was like, don't talk about transgendered people. Don't tell me what to do. And I was like, hey, this is a great opportunity for me and you to have a conversation about this. And she's like, no, I don't want to. I just don't like hearing it. And after I was like... So don't listen. Yeah, so fuck off. Like, yeah. And I Change. was like, what the hell is your problem? Why did you say anything at all? Yeah, if you don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Why did you, like, it's like farting somewhere and then immediately leaving. Yeah. Like, you know, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're, you're socially... Fart down there. Up. Yeah, exactly. Fart in your own fucking time. But I mean, people will just get mad about stuff, you know? I, just, but also, I don't want to hear about it. What do you mean? You're like... Is it because you're pro-trans, you're anti-trans, you don't want to hear about trans people because you're so like... Yeah, I Like, I what is it? You, they don't even explain, like, look, I just hate trannies. I don't want you to talk about them. They don't explain where they're even coming from. Not that there's a right way to come at it. Either yeah. way, you're a fucking idiot. Either yeah. way. But it's just, why would you have the balls to tell me to stop talking yeah. in yeah. a free society about a subject? Fuck you. Were you paid to come to watch a show 
to just bitch about said show. Yeah, it's not your job. Yeah. You paid to watch my art. This is my art. And I could have talked about anything. Anything. You don't know. When you yeah. go to a movie, if you don't like the ending, yeah. do you go get a refund? I'm never coming to this theater again. Why? The movie I saw, the ending I didn't agree with. Yeah, this is a fucking theater, stupid. There's yeah. different artistic works that are here, different films. For yeah. us, it's different stand-up comedians that are on there. The club is putting on a professional comedian. The movie theaters are putting on professional movies, films. You're not going to like all of them. You're not going to like scenes. You're not going to like uh, segments. You're not going to like endings, beginnings. Well, how the fuck is it everybody else's fault? Yeah. Because other people sitting in the theater liked it. Other people didn't like it. That's what art is. Yeah. It just goes back to people who just don't know how to fucking be happy. You know, they're like, I'm miserable. Let's make everyone else miserable. Yeah, there's a lot of that happening. There's a lot of... Well, we talk about a lot of the victim culture. Um, and it's just everybody's like, I, I need to be heard. But my opinion won't matter if I'm not angry. People think that their opinion only is valid if you're mad. Yeah. But there's positive opinions too. Like I'm... I get really happy. Like like Shane Gillis got Comedian of the Year on the Interrobang this year. I was fucking genuinely... I had to tweet about it. Like I was like, this actually makes me fucking happy. Mm-hmm. That cancel culture trying to cancel a guy... He, you know, he got he lost his SNL job a day later yeah. because of jokes that he made. And then still people voted him for Comedian of the Year. Like, no, we really, the comedy community is like, we didn't really have a problem with this guy. Like, we understood that he was on a podcast telling jokes and we know who he is, you know? Yeah. So I was like, you know what? That makes me happy. I still shared it. I didn't only share stuff when I'm angry. Like, oh, this guy won or somebody, something I don't like happened. Fuck it. I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. No, I talked about something that made me happy too. You know, like it's, it, you don't have to, your voice isn't just there to shit on people. Yeah. You can say positive things too. It's why not? It's how you feel, right? Yeah. You must be happy some of the time. But it's all negativity gets a lot more attention. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah that's, so that's the issue. That's why it's uh, you know uh, recreational outrage. Is that it? Just yeah. people being mad. Just let's just be mad. I don't have podcast wars. Like I'm not. Uh, like you could. Like yeah. if I want, I could go after people or people could. Go, you know what I mean? But I don't like. What am I gonna do? Like why? Just focus on your own. Should be happy. And at the end fuck. of the day, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter, right? Now, speaking of podcast wars, I want to bring in um, people on the show that I've never had on. Mm-hmm. There's certain people that I've seen on the scene, some comedy or comedy adjacent, that I'm thinking of bringing on to see how they are. Mm-hmm. Um, because the scene is changing here. There's a lot of new faces. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In and the last I, little while, like things have, there's a, a big revamp of the English of, scene. Of the English scene in, 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 yeah, in Montreal. And I'm curious about it. Just see if we if we mix. Yeah. Some, I'm sure, you know, some are just, some you just know that yeah. you'll get along with them better than others. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll, I'll look at the blue hair. I'm like, this isn't going to go well. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, uh, yeah, there's some that I'm very curious about to bring on, see how they are on podcasts and how they, uh, just to introduce them to the world, um, yeah. to, to different like comedy fans and shit. I'm very curious to see how they are. Because it's weird with comedy too. It's like, you know, you, like, let's say for Poseidon, Poseidon like builds because of you and, you know, the, this this scene here. You see him just building his own character up. Yeah. You know? And to watch comics on the scene. Not do it. Yeah, not do it. Or like, you don't understand uh, a person's, um, what is it, their their motivations behind why they're doing comedy. Are you just a narcissist? Uh, yeah. Are you, do you want, what do you want out of it, you know? There's no, somebody told me, I mean, you know this already, but you have to have the skill, obviously. But you also have to have some business savvy. Yeah. Because if you're the best comic on the planet now, but you can't run yourself as a small business at least, you're never... Because there's too too much happening. Yeah. People like the ready product. They're like, oh, this guy, you know, Paul, 
He's got his podcast. He's doing stand up. He's got his he's he's got his own shit. So if I go there, I'm gonna help him out. I don't have to worry. Yeah. But if you have the best comedy writer, but they're fucking in a closet, they don't know how to deal with people. They have no yeah. website. It's too hard. You're like fuck, I gotta start from scratch. Uh, I'm not gonna do it. I'd rather go with the ready made product. Yeah. So a lot of these guys, like I said, Poseidon. It's what you said actually. Is Poseidon is he's not a comic. He can't do stand up. It's not in him, right? But he's building a bit of a fan base. He's getting recognized. He's he's doing stuff that comedians should be doing. Yeah. He's take and he he has nowhere to go with that fame. You know, he has nowhere to go with it. He even told me, he's like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I keep getting recognized. I don't know what I'm doing with this. But it's just, it's fun, he goes. Yeah. But he, and he, you know, he's got Instagram. He's, you know, he's he's out on social media. And I have comics that I'll meet. And they're like, nah, I don't really do Instagram. I don't really do Facebook. I don't really do Twitter or whatever. Like, you don't have to like it. Yeah. But if somebody sees it at a show, they have to find you somewhere. They could see Poseidon at a show and they'll find him online. And they'll follow him for his antics, and they won't follow you because you're not you nowhere. Yeah, that's just bad. That's you're just bad at business. I don't care how good of a comedian you are, you're bad at business. How do you want people to keep following you? Come to your shows. Mm-hmm. So little things like that. You're right. Little things like that. that people don't maximize, especially because it's so easy now. Yeah, everything's so accessible. It's not like you're dropping tons of money. No, most of it's free. Yeah, exactly. And it's just content, 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 content. Yeah. But see, and from the other space, there's people who are very good at business. But then her shit at comedy. Oh, that I see that a lot. You know? Oh, fuck. Yeah. And you see the crash and burn because you're just not ready. That's yeah. why stand-up is like, uh, you know, you you have to go through it. <laughs> Dude, I'll say stuff to people that will ask and they don't even believe me. Like, if you think of shit shows that you've done. Like, I've done, starting, I remember, I was like, am I really a comic? Like, what the fuck am I doing at this bar? where the screen is on and people are yelling at the screen. No one's listening to me and I'm talking. Yeah. You know, I have to, they, they put like boxes on the floor that I have to stand on. This isn't a stage. I can't really walk. I just have to wobble a bit. Yeah. Because there's no, like little things like that. And you do ran, you know, I go to like fucking shadow. I remember I did a show with Shadowgate with Mike and a guy was yelling at me, uh, calling me a racist from the, from, from the crowd. And I was like, what the fuck? That wasn't even a racist joke. Like it was a joke that was very borderline, you know, but it wasn't racist. It was just like making fun of, but it was just weird. I was like, "What is? What am I doing in my life? Like, is this really? Is this? Com- am I? Am I a comedian? Am I doing comedy? This was years ago, and it was so hard now to look back and be like, I would never agree to do. It. I would never put myself through that. Yeah. But if I hadn't put myself through that, then there's no way I'd be where I am now. Yeah. So it goes hand in hand. Now I'm like, that's stupid. I have nothing to gain. I won't do it. Yeah. But if you didn't do it back then, there's no way you'd be ready now. There's no way I'd be ready to handle the shit I handle now if I didn't go through those garbage shows. Yeah, same thing with you you have to learn you have to learn learn your lesson yeah exactly and now you know you have same thing I think you're the same with me you have the luxury of being able to just be like nah I don't want to do that yeah Yeah. yeah, you know like no thank you because you have the experience and and the know-how at least a little bit you know you have to be like this isn't gonna be good for anyone yeah I still love doing comedy in the weirdest of places I like doing corporates where like maybe they're not gonna like me that much I don't know why I like there's a fun to it. The reason why I said no, I didn't want to, is because I felt like it was, it, it was gonna be it's bad. Too much for, of an uphill battle. Not even like it's still. I get paid. Still five hundred bucks. Yeah. It was just a matter of uh, I don't want to be known as that guy. Like I don't want I don't want people because if they don't know you and, and you come like they're expecting what's the deal with water coolers, you know, and mm-hmm. and then I go up. I, I was very nervous about them having that picture of me you know and then being like just get the fuck out of here yeah and then the guy who booked me be like what the fuck did you do like, i told you you know i didn't want to go through that whole back and forth i said you know what fuck i don't need it i don't want to drive down there anyway oh man that always reminds me of a gig i did at vanier 
with Guido Cocomelo. One o'clock in the afternoon? One o'clock in the afternoon and Massimo headlined. <laughs> I love Massimo. But this is like Massimo like 10 years ago. So Massimo was just telling all of these 18, 19 year old kids at Vanier to drop out of Vanier <laughs> and go to a technical school. Vanier's a like, college. Yeah, but he's yeah. like, bro, he's like, you get to work with your hands. And in two years, you have a job. You make money. Yeah. He's like, you're wasting your time here. And I oh. was like, oh. and the booker was pissed. You know, she's standing there next to me and Guido, and she's like pissed. And after we're like, didn't you, do you know anything about Massimo? Like, yeah. did you do any research into him before booking him on this? And Massimo's great, great comic, super vulnerable, you know, like, but it's just funny that to see him in that environment at one o'clock in the afternoon screaming at all these kids who are studying so fucking hard for their exams and shit like that and him just telling them throw it all away and the best is you and, and coco mello were on before so just happy people yeah. and they're like this is great these guys are making us feel awesome and then mass was like listen stupid <laughs> <laughs> listen idiots oh fuck and but i was talking it was mass so- before it was also solid advice though I was like, you know, the teachers couldn't get mad because that's why I tell my nephews. I tell my nephews the same thing. I tell them you're going, you're going electrician, you're going technical shit. Fuck all this nonsense. They're lying to you. Marketing manager, all that. First of all, how many marketing managers you think are are needed? Yeah, you're gonna work for some asshole. No, no, no. you're working with your fucking hands. You're gonna make your own living. Fuck that shit. And they're they're agreeing. Like the older one, he's he's super big into like uh, building computers and electronics now. He's like I I put in his head. He wanted to go work in like some other like what his friends were doing. Like just basically get an office job in the end. I was like, fuck yeah. that. Are you crazy? Yeah. Fuck that shit. People kill themselves. Yeah. That's the last uh, last thing I want to do <laughs> is be in a cubicle, man. Some pe- I- I've learned that some people just can't do it. Yeah. And I did it for years. I did it for years. And it- I was good at it. It's just, I don't know, man. So- some people, it's great. They know where their pay like the routine. From. They love the routine. I don't even think for me it's the routine. I think I like doing shit with people that we can test, that we can fuck around. Like, I like the idea of thinking that one day I could call you up and be like, dude, let's film something. Yeah. Let's just fuck around. Let's put it online. Let's. I, I like the idea of being able to do that as opposed to every day you can't stray. You have to, oh no, that's too risky. You can't, yeah. I like the idea of just fucking around. The freedom. The freedom. You're, you're really free. Yeah, really free. And I like the laughter too. I, I really do, like I like going to the club because I know, my, my goal here is to make people laugh. Like at the end of the day, no matter what's happening in the rest of my life, I know I'm going to get some laughs. They're going to laugh. I'm going to laugh. I'm going there for a good fucking time. Yeah. It's a strange it's a strange thing to describe to people. Yeah. That that's possible, right? People that don't know stand up, for example. But see like even even when it's shit and everything burns it's to the ground, still better than anything else. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh man, I'd so take that over, you know?" And I like, you know, I like I like the work. I like hustling, you know. I have so many streams of income. <laughs> you have to, you me. have no choice. Yeah. You have to do multiple things. That's another thing that people don't get. I tell them you can't just do one thing. Yeah. I can't survive just stand up. Yeah, if I was just doing stand up, I like having stuff yeah. and eating things. Yeah. <laughs> That's I th- I go I like driving places. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like eating, I like all that stuff. I like fucking being able to buy shoes if I need them like so I got to do a lot of shit. Yeah. But I'm doing shit that I want to do and that I get instant feedback. Yeah. Instant feedback. Podcast, instant feedback. People like it, people don't like it. Um, Stand up. There's no more instant feedback than you telling a joke and it bombing or or just, you know, being amazing. It's so gratifying. It's super gratifying. And even if it, like you said, even if it kills you, at least you know. Yeah. And you're having fun and it's all in good nature. You're not, I'm not selling pharmaceutical stuff. Yeah. Me fucking up on stage 
is not going to end up killing someone. Whereas another job, you have all this anxiety. You're like, if I fuck up, what if this happens? What if that happens? On stage, you're like, hey, I, bomb, I bombed. They laughed at me. Yeah, eh, I fucked it. We'll, we'll get through you're it. You're not deceiving anyone. Yeah. You know, and you're not being someone that you aren't. Yeah, exactly. You know, which at the end of the day, you're kind of like, uh, if, if I was being a, a fake Pantelis, you'd probably be more pissed at yourself for that. Yeah, the corporate Pantelis. Yeah, the, cor- yeah. the corporate Pantelis shirt and tie. Which I got away with a lot when I think about it. The, I think your attitude, I think there's few things that we have to accept as society ugly people get the short end of the stick yeah i think they get less opportunities and i think funny people get a lot of opportunities because i'm looking back at stuff that i've done at the office or said at the office that i know for a fact someone else had said or done it they would have got fired yeah but because like oh this this guy's fucking hilarious you get away with it i was just having this conversation because i don't know if you feel this way but because we do stand up on a regular basis and we deal with big crowds of people and all people in general, we're dealing with them at that level where like everything could go to shit all the time. When there's something that happens to you in regular life and someone's acting fucked up for me, I enjoy, like I enjoy dealing with that person. Cause yeah. I'm like, this isn't this bad. You should see what I do when I'm not here. And the people that I have to fucking deal with there, they're so much worse than you. You think you're so fucking badass. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, I'm going to ruin you. Yeah. And it's it's this like superhuman ability that we have in our head. I don't know if I make it up or whatever. No, but- no, it's just because it's experience. You just deal with it all the fucking time. So then you're ready. Yeah. Whereas other people, they're not ready for criticism. They're not ready. We get yelled at. I've gone yelled at on stage. You get yeah. people that just yell at you. And you haven't even done anything You haven't yet. done anything. So you're used to people being mad for no reason. <laughs> I'm yeah. used to now, I'm used to somebody, like, back in the day, if you said, oh, this guy's pissed that he doesn't like you, I'd be like, what, what the fuck, why? Now, somebody's like, yeah, that guy doesn't like you. I don't even ask, I'd be like, eh, well, you know, it's, I understand, it's understandable. Like, a lot but, of people don't like But you know. also, you know, I don't even care why. Because we're managing our expectations of people, right? Yeah. So for me, one thing that I get surprised by is like, oh, my, like, one of my cousins, she was like, my boss at work, him and his wife saw you on the weekend. Oh, and shit. they loved you. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Why did they like yeah, me? Yeah, why did why do you why you're not my target audience? <laughs> why why do you like me? You know? So then you kind of like question all the things that you're doing. But I just think that that's just in general. We're always just questioning everything. Can I hear something funny? Yeah. Remember when I did I, first time just for laughs doing an hour this year at the off JFL? The, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. So a lot of people showed up, people that I haven't seen, like fans showed up, but also people that were actually friends that I grew up with that I haven't seen in years. Yeah. Some people that never got to see me do stand-up even when I was starting out. It's the first time they got to see me. So it's awesome you show them when you're fucking ready. But uh, certain things happen. I'm talking to my friends like, oh, thanks for coming. You know, I'll shoot the shit. And then my buddy starts laughing. He's like, dude, do you know who was here sitting watching in the corner? Who is he? Your kindergarten teacher. Oh, really? And I'm like, where is she? Second, say hi. She fucking left right away. <laughs> she goes, and a lot of times she goes, I, he goes, I, my buddy Homer's like, I spent time looking at her face, like, because I knew certain jokes were coming. And the shock in her face, because some of the shit was just crazy. And she knows a lot of the people I grew up with. So she knew a lot of people from the stories that I was talking about. So she was like, what the fuck is happening? So she walked out, but she was, apparently, I found out later, she was happy. She was like, oh, fuck. But she was like, wow, that is, I did not expect to be that crazy, like all those stories and shit. Like, I thought it was gonna be more tame. She thought it was gonna be more like, "What's the deal with fucking?" Yeah. You know? So it it just made me laugh. Oh, my kindergarten teacher. He's like, "Dude, it was the weirdest for all of us." Because we're looking we're like, "Is that?" You know? And they're like, "What the fuck?" She was all excited, and then she's like, "What is he talking about? Hookers? What do you mean prison? 
what what you know it was just was she kind like a kind uh, the best woman the best super nice lady so she was her and her husband showed up and uh but her husband deals with a lot of my lawyer shit. he's a lawyer with a lot of my for, for my like penthouse comedy the company so he came too and he was more excited than her um but she was she had a good time but it's just like she's like that's vul- like it's vulgar for me like that you know she's a kindergarten teacher she doesn't deal with that kind of shit no kid is gonna talk about blowjobs you know yeah so it was weird for her to see a kid that she knew this big in a room full of people talking about these stories and i think the reaction might have scared her too she's like what the fuck why are they all on board with this like this is crazy but she was happy for me it was just so weird that you have your kindergarten teacher watching this you know and then uh it was just funny her husband later was like yeah it's It's like it's a little shock but it was good it was good very funny (laughs) she was she didn't say hi or anything she's left after because she couldn't i think in her head she's like this little boy that i knew yeah what did I, where did I go wrong? Where did I go wrong, you know? <laughs> but also just, it is, I could understand that too. If you, it's a little, it was, you. she knew me as a kid. Yeah. So then to be talking about dating, sex, all whatever the fuck I talked about in that hour. Yeah. And I had that whole, and she knew Poseidon. So to hear the story of Poseidon and the prostitute and the pepper spray also might've thrown her off. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I know these kids. One's fucking talking about his friends going to prison. This guy's fucking getting pepper sprayed by prostitutes in Los Angeles. What, what is happening with these kids? <laughs> like, yeah. you know? Kids these days. Kids. Is, she, uh, is she older? No, no. She's still relatively young. She must be not even 60 or maybe in her 60s now. Okay. She's young for, like, she, she was our, you know, she was a teacher when we were in kindergarten. So I imagine. So she was young then. Yeah. Did you know that she you was, wanted to be a comedian when you were young? I don't know. I think people have asked me. I have no idea because I don't think so. I wanted to act. I liked theater. Like I liked the production of it. I've I've done a lot of theater before. Like Phil, you know, you know Phil. Yeah. He he put on plays. We've done plays together. We we've had a lot of fun doing theater. But I liked acting, and then I kind of fell out of love with acting as if because everything I would do, every play, you could still feel that it's me. Yeah. Like he'd be like, "This isn't supposed to be funny," but for some reason, fucking Pentel's made it funny. And yeah. then people would laugh where they shouldn't laugh because it would be me doing it. And I felt like if you really want to act, I was losing a lot of that. I'd be like, okay, that's just sociopathic now. Like at some point, like I was like, this, it felt, it didn't feel fun. Yeah. It just felt like I was, you know, like I was just not in a bad way. Like it just felt weird. It didn't feel I could do it. I can act. But you weren't enjoying it. I wasn't enjoying it. It felt weird. It, it wasn't me fucking around. It just felt weird. So I kind of fell out of love with acting, but I always loved comedy. And I loved, I used to watch all of stand up. I loved stand up, but I never thought. It's a possible career. Event. Like I remember yeah. watching Eddie Murphy. Me, and my buddy Daniel, he would get me the VHS tapes from Blockbuster. He's the one who first showed me. I think he went and rented uh, like Delirious. It was, or it was Delirious or Raw, one of the two. Uh, I keep mixing up whichever one it was that we saw first. But I remember watching it and being like, "Oh fuck, that's amazing!" And just seeing someone fuck around on stage and uh, kind of the way we would fuck around with each other. Because my friends growing up, especially in Park X, the Greeks, all ball busters. We like busting each other's balls. Yeah. So I have that culture in me. They all like. People think, oh, I'm funny on stage. There's guys that they're just not comics, but there's guys that'll make me cry. So fucking funny. So yeah, fucking yeah. funny. Funnier I find than me. Just that their comedy, they can't do it on stage. That's the only difference. Yeah. But they're so fucking funny. The way they see the world, the way they tell stories, it's, it's, and I love it. So I grew up around that. But it, it never occurred to me that there's a venue. And, and even like, oh, though I could actually do this. Yeah. Make money. There's no, I, I would think you're lying. Because even when I did stand up, I did it because I was getting bullied. Okay. I did stand up because my friends were busting my balls. They were just relentless. Just try it. Go to an open mic. It, you're going to be funny. It's going to go ahead. Go. It doesn't work. It doesn't work on stage. It only works with you guys because you know me. Yeah. So then I said, look, I'm going to go once. You come watch me. It ends here. You're going to see that other people don't find me funny. And then we never have to discuss this again. 
So I went, it was 2012, it was April. I went to communist, I signed up for the uh, open mic and people found it funny. I had a good response. I was like, what the fuck? And then Iman, that was, she was hosting that night and she's like, uh, you know, how long you been doing this? Where you've been doing this? You're really funny. And I go, it's the first time. It's the first time I go on stage and she's like, what? That's not your first time. Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, I've never, like, I love stand-up, but I, you know, I don't, like, even these jokes, half of them were just stories of my life because I don't know how to write a joke. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, come to the works. We're doing the best of open mic. Just come on Monday. And then I went on Monday. I won. It was my first month. And I went to the finals. And I lost to Sebastian Burgo, who was a professional. Oh, yeah. to, so then that motivated I go, wait, if a professional beat me, yeah. if that's the only guy that could beat me, you're I on got the right this. track. I'm on yeah, the right yeah. track. And then I just continued and continued and continued. There's a lot of shitness in the middle. You know how it is. Just times where you can't get booked, times where everything you're working on is garbage, all that shit. Times when you think you're a. You know what it is? It's like. <sighs> when I the, think I, sh- I don't belong. When you feel like everything's amazing. I feel like. Comedy will maintain your ego for you. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, dude. It resets. Every once in a while, you're like, oh, I'm not like them. I don't belong here. Yeah. And then you get something and you're like, oh, fuck. I'm more than belong here. But it balances you out because you can't coast. No, there's no coasting. You can't go on stage no matter how much they love you and just be like, hello. Yeah. It's me. They're going to be like, all right, cocksucker, start telling some fucking jokes. Yeah. You know, we all paid to be we here. We all paid to be don't here. Don't waste our fucking time. No matter how big. Yeah. It's not a TED Talk, motherfucker. So because of that, you're right. It, you always, it always humbles you. Because like when I go and I do a room that either doesn't like me or my shit's off or whatever, oh, you feel it right away. Yeah. So you're like, God damn it, I did shit. I got I to gotta step up my game. Or you think it's going to be shit. And then it goes good. And then you're like, whoa. And then you go home and then all these fucking, all these extra people are following you on Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're, like, you're like, what happened? Yeah, I didn't really expect that. So, you know, that's where... I, I'm just conditioned to like not expect anything from it, <laughs> and just reap the rewards if there are. Yeah, and deal with the uh, the, the fallout. Yeah, deal deal with the sadness the way that I'll deal with the sadness. But you know, like, yeah, it's not because uh, you see the people who fall through the cracks and are incapable of dealing with the sadness. Oh yeah, or whose heads get too fucking big when things seem to be going well. Yeah, I, I keep telling people part of the fun is bombing, especially when you're with your friends. Part of part of it is fun because it's not a make or break. You didn't lose your career by bombing, but if you can have fun with it, if your friends are on, like uh, we were at Sid's room, I, I talked about it on the podcast a couple uh, month and a half ago, probably November December, and it was a night where dude from Ali was hosting. He went up, and I knew from ten seconds in, I go, this is gonna be a horrible night. We're all gonna bomb, and like no, and it was me, Chantal Desjardins, uh, Orange Piro, and uh, I think RPW was there. He went on before me. And I told them, and they're like, stop saying that. We're not going to bomb. And I was closing. And I go, this is what's going to happen. You're going to bomb. You're going to bomb. He's going to bomb. I'm going to go up. I'm going to bomb harder than all you guys because I have to do it for longer. So it's going to be 20 minutes of me eating shit. And it sucks, but I know it's going to happen. No, no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Orin goes up, eats dick. Comes off. He's like, fuck, they're not into it. I go, I know I could tell. You're going to eat dick. He's like, you're going to do fine. I go, I'm going to eat more dick than any of you. Watch this. So Chantal goes up and she she started doing the, the guitar thing. So you'd think with some music, you know, lightening them up, they're going to be on board. These motherfuckers were not on board. I go, this is going to be bad. RPW goes up, gets some pops because he was yelling at them, still falls flat. I go up. I ate so much dick. for tw- And I'm looking at people stare at me angrily. And I even at one point I asked, I go, why are you guys here? You all paid money and you've been shit the whole fucking time. It's not like there was one comic you liked and you just don't like me. We've given you co- nice acts. 
mean acts, musical acts, regular acts, Jewish. We give you everything you could think of, and you people are never fucking happy. So it can't be me, right? So I was having fun with it. So it was 20 minutes of eating shit. But I was like, you know what? I guess I get to bomb in front of some friends. You know, Sid was laughing because yeah. I told Sid, Sid's like, you're going to do fine. I go, Sid, I've been doing this for years. This is not going to go well. <laughs> I could tell, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to give you everything I have. This is going to be horrible. And it was fucking awful. But yet, I don't know, it was awful, but it felt nice. Like I was there with like, you know, I was making fun of Oren and like, it was just, it felt good. I, was, I felt like I was amongst friends bombing and we could laugh about it. Like I didn't care what the crowd thought. And it's kind of like you have the semblance of control. Yeah, because you knew it. Because yeah. you knew that it was gonna happen. You've accepted your fate. You're not fighting. You're not. This is the worst. Watching someone trying not to bomb. Yeah, is like the saddest. <laughs> it's the saddest thing. And I see it. I, I watch all of my. I watch. I I film my set. I watch it once, and then I'm like, delete. Ah. Yeah. And you know, I could tell when I'm not doing well because my pace slows down. Meets the opposite. You start talking faster. Yeah, I notice it's one or the other for it's, people. It's one or the other, and people get mad at me. Like Poseidon, I was like, "Look, it went well, but you know what? It went a lot better if you talked slowly." Because I've come into my myself on stage when I take my time and I'm myself and I just go slow. For some reason, I I can't explain why. It's funnier. People laugh more. When I start getting a little angry, it makes them laugh. But the second I get angry and I talk too fast, I lose people. Because some people either can't catch a word or I don't give them time to settle. Like sometimes yeah. I'll throw in, you, you hear some of the shit I say, it's just the topic is crazy. You need a second to be like, okay, whoa, we're going here now. So if I throw you in there and then I continue going, you're like, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm still I'm still trying to assess where the fuck we are right now. Yeah. So that happens a lot. And I've noticed that. So you're right. It's the speed. It depends on the person. So when I go too fast, sometimes I'll hear it. And in my head, I'll be like, slow down, motherfucker. Because yeah. where you're taking them, they need they need some time to deal with Take it. Take your time. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you see, I don't know. I guess different things work for different people. Yeah. You know, and you, we're all just trying to figure it all out. Again, it goes back to the beginning. We don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm hoping it works. And when I, when people feel it and they like it, then I know I'm doing a good job. But this whole, I, that, I tell people sometimes to calm them down. Like, oh, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Nobody does. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. That's normal. Whoever told you they know, lied to you because they're a piece of shit and they're yeah. trying to get you scared because they felt anxious so they're trying to make you feel shitty like they feel in reality nobody knows what they're doing the only advice is don't be a cunt that's the only advice don't be a piece of shit but the rest is going to fall in place just do what the fuck you're doing it's all going to fall in place if you're good and you're good at what you do the universe works works this magic you know mm-hmm. you get shit when you deserve shit and it normally comes down if you if you're if you if you don't practice you're not good or you're a cunt Man, there's going to be brick walls everywhere. Yeah. Because you have to fight. You have to be, you know, by good, I mean you got to work at it. And if you're a piece of shit, dude, nobody's going to want to. People need Nobody to would like want to come on this podcast if I was a piece of shit to them. Uh, no one would want to work. Nobody would be like, hey, come to my show. Like, you know, you can't. Like, there's pieces of shits that we both know that I don't invite them to do shows. I don't want to do their shows. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to deal with that negativity. Yeah. I don't want to show up and it's all fucking toxic. Yeah. Yeah. And people change. Yeah. You know, sometimes good, sometimes bad, but people are always changing and it's up to us to like accept that as like the reality of this things. is who you are or yeah. like that you could change. Yeah, that you could change that, yeah. you know, like, yeah, sure. it's rare though. A lot of people are who they are. I yeah. Find. Yeah. Especially in, well, in this business, some people try to figure it out, you know, and after they're like, well, why, why are you overcompensating? You know, yeah, like, just do your thing. Yeah. People get a, their own room and then they're like, I'm fucking, yeah. you know, I want to wag my dick around this whole scene and. I can't even handle that shit. No, me neither, man. I, I, you know, I'm, 
I grow impatient with like dealing with people's egos. That's why I like to fuck around. That's why I love yeah. podcasting. Yeah. Like, cause you could sit down and just fuck around. There's no pressure. There's no, what about the ratings? What about who gives a, f- just fucking talk. Yeah. Then just have put fun. it out there. Put it out there. Whatever people think people will be like, I don't agree with Pantels on this. I don't agree with Paul on this. That's fine. That's good for them. Yeah. You know, but this whole fucking, uh, you know, oh, I got to always come out on top. I got to fucking edit. Eh, fuck it. Just, and I say yeah. stupid shit all the time. I keep telling people, they go, you know, agreement wise, I don't agree with shit that I said yesterday. There's certain shit that I'm like, ah, that I see things differently now. Yeah. That's exactly. the truth. We're that's, changing, right? But that's the truth of the matter. But you have to be willing to admit like that doesn't work. You can't just be like, everything I've touched, gold. No. How the fuck do you evolve? Yeah. Most of what I've touched, sir, not gold. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's just how it is. Yeah, exactly. That's just the the realities of what's happening, right? Yeah. And especially, you know, throwing so much shit out there. Seeing what sticks. Yeah, seeing what sticks, you know, and still seeing what sticks. <laughs> we don't have no idea. We have no idea what's going to happen next. You know, now we have, we're in this city with like one active comedy club, you know. People don't think about that, but it is interesting that we're in comedy mecca. Yeah. And we have one English club. Yeah. One English club that does very well, and you know, you and I are it's happy my home to club. Be I think it's yeah. your home. Was it the first it club? It is my yeah. home club. Yeah, it is. Both it wasn't home. the first. Like the first club I did was the works, but it never felt like home in the beginning. Um, the nest moved around a bit at the beginning. Yeah. So when it moved around, I kind of identified more with the works because I was always hanging out there and like drink. It was the Mondays at the works that really did it for me, and I was just there every Monday. Um, and the nest didn't really have that. They had their like Wednesday, yeah, but it wasn't like you know. But now it's definitely my home club. That's that's my favorite place. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, I feel that's my so church. good. Yeah, yeah, same. I go down there and I'm I, I feel amazing. Like sometimes I'll just go hang out. Yeah, feel good. We see you know I see Dougie and yeah, Sheila. Dougie Sheila. It feels like oh I'm home. Yeah, they feel like and Sheila was the first waitress that ever served me at the comedy works oh that's amazing and i remember going home with like a eight dollar um uh tab and handing her 20 bucks knowing that she definitely gave me more alcohol than she was supposed to and then her just going like ah you know how this industry works (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing i was like yeah i do like you know i've worked in restaurants i I get how drinking is you know like cool and you know, ten years later, her and Dougie were at my wedding. It's so you know, it's, it's fucking like, amazing. Yeah, 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 it's it's hilarious. They're like my neighbors. It's it's. Oh yeah, you live close funny. to them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they yeah. live like uh, I go walking my dog, and after I see them with their dog Jeffrey, like uh, it's pretty funny. Fuck man. Yeah, that's why you know, like the show that I do at my place. The thing that I, I wish that I could pay people more money. I wish that if anyone out there wants to sponsor my show, you oh, that'd be nice. Like a beer company. Yeah, but. At the end of the day, I do it for the culture of stand-up comedy. And I think that that, I, I always want to be a positive influence on, on, the, on the community. Yeah, you know, I, I think anyone should be able to do my show. That's the second time today that someone's ref- talking about the comedy community here. You and Leonard. Okay, yeah, yeah. Leonard was talking about it earlier, but I told him, it's not what you think it is. I go, because technically speaking, the community is scattered now. It's different. It's not one community anymore. Because yeah. there's people that I don't even know, but they have their own click their own rooms that i've never even heard of yeah so it's not really like a like the community we have to kind of define it now because i don't know because in my head when i think of community like comedy yeah. i'll think of you rodney ramsey um wasim 
uh, fucking Harrison, Orrin. Like I'll think of the people that I know that I see around that I've I've kind of grown into comedy with, or they. But there's people that I you can tell me the name I've never even met them. Yeah. Or, so it, and they do different rooms. So when I say comedy community, I could be talking about people that don't even it doesn't even apply to them. Yeah. Like there's rooms that me and you don't even know exist. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And people that we don't know exist. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. It's not a bad thing. I just mean th- we don't have even though it's a smaller scene here, we don't really have a united. Oh, I know everybody. Yeah. It doesn't exist. It used to when we first started. Yeah. But then it kind of scattered off, and now it's a. Like what I think is my like if I'll talk about my scene, like oh this is the Montreal scene, yeah, and I have certain names in it. Somebody from out of town could be like, oh I went and hung out with Montreal comics that scene, and they could be hanging out with completely different people that I've never met. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that strange that that could happen? Yeah, and we're so you know it's small. I I, I feel like I'm doing comedy all the time. Yeah, you know like that guy who uh, doing comedy nine years, wondering if I live in Toronto. It's like. Uh, no, I'm here doing shows every week. Where are you? <laughs> when I did Rashtra's Room, I got to meet all kinds of people that I didn't even know were doing comedy or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy, he's on the, I go, what scene? Like, what the, how, what rooms? Like, I don't, how do I not know these people? Because mm-hmm. there was some, like, I was, I go, oh, I like that guy. Yeah. I was like, where can I, oh, he does comedy. And they, you know, they name rooms and shit. Like, what, is that a room? What the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, yeah, somebody's apartment, somebody's this, somebody's that. Like, fuck, man. I don't know these people. Yeah. This is where we're getting lost in the shuffle. We're getting lost in the shuffle, maybe something. Uh, well, because we're still doing our own thing. It's not like we're lost in the sense that yeah, it's just two different... I, I don't want to call it an alt scene, but it is in the sense that it's an alternative to what we're used to. Yeah. But there's just... It feels like there's different pockets now. They're yeah. not rivals. It's just that everyone's in their own lane and they mm-hmm. don't really mix. It doesn't yeah. really happen often. Before it was like... Because with the comedy works, there was like Jimbo. And Jimbo was like the comedy dad yeah. whose approval everyone wanted. And yeah. then, that was me for years. I was like, oh, Jimbo, please like me. Then when he disappeared, it was like anarchy. Yeah, what's happening now? Like, what's happening with the comedy scene? And I don't think that we've ever that not that we ever, but like recovered. That, yeah, that we've recovered or really defined everything. And I, I think that it's a beautiful thing because it allows anyone. Like, look at Sid and the the show that Sid's putting together. Yeah. Uh, shows. Uh, yeah, the shows. Yeah. You know, and it's like they don't even have a real defined venue. Yeah. He's just like, okay, yo, okay, so this weekend it's gonna be here. Always sells out. Always sells out. And you know, like I'm happy to to do those shows too, because it's like a different audience all the time. You know, so it's it's crazy. And you how how do you do it? <laughs> how did that you know what I'm saying? It's like But that's why I wanna bring on more like people like that that I'm learning about. Mm-hmm. Just cause I, I'm curious, just their story. Because I kind of know our story. Like, we have a lot of similar... Yeah. Like, our paths crossed early enough that we have a lot of similar takes, mm-hmm. similar points of view. But I'm sure if I asked someone that only started doing comedy in the last two years, and they didn't go through the same trials, tribulations that we did, they went another route, it'll be so interesting to get that perspective. Yeah. I've, oh, no, I've never even worked the Comedy Nest. I'm, I've been in Montreal for three years. I've never even been there. Yeah. Wow. And you do shows? Yeah, a lot of shows I do them here. That's so interesting. Okay, so what is it? What's the scene like? What you know, like it's there's to me at least it feels like uh, there's a there's a curiosity there that I'm, yeah. I want to know more about. Yeah, there's a different perspective. Yeah, and you know, like I at least I come from like the the time when I feel like it's like not social media driven. I, when I started, it was just picking up. Yeah. I started in 2012. Yeah. So you were like 
part of that like oh shit we need to pick this up right yeah. now you know i was one of the first ones that was doing that went hardcore if you remember on the I social remember. media yeah. and on the website and everybody said i was stupid yeah, like yeah. my friends were like even my mail was like dude you you over why do you need a website why do you need this why do you yeah. need that? i go to be ready because what if someone does like me on stage someday yeah. and they ask to find me somewhere to see or where am i going with this and it's like ah it didn't seem like a good idea and then when everything hit i was already ready i had that platform yeah. out that's why i keep telling people that's my advice is to get yourself ready it's not for now it's not that you need it now well you it's different you do need it now yeah. but it, an open micer he doesn't need a website right away but if he has his shit ready the second he's ready to sell himself puts the on switch he has everything that he needs at his disposal mm -hmm. so that's why early on people thought it was crazy like this guy's overdoing it but you're, i saw it as a wise, business right you're you know you're you're seeing it you have the foresight yeah just a few steps ahead i was like well because i was thinking where'd i go with this yeah I go, if somebody wants to book me, if, if I don't have an email, if I don't, I go, how would this work? Because I was trying to rationalize in my head. I go, I'm not going to do open mics my whole life. Mm -hmm. Let's say I get enough time. Let's say I get 10 minutes or 15 minutes. Somebody wants to pay me to do comedy. Well, how are they going to find me? I'm just going to hand out. I don't want my, a card with my phone number everywhere. Right? That's yeah. crazy. I'm not going to give my number. What if they want to see me online? What if they want to see look what I look up. like? Yeah. What if they just want to see, does he look good for the show? Does he look this? So I was thinking about all that. And people thought I was overthinking. They're like, oh, you're overthinking, man. You shouldn't. Just things will just happen. I was like, nah, I don't think they do. I think that you got to put in the work and then she'll happen. So I started doing all that. And uh, it was when I first started getting followers that were from different cities. Yeah. That I realized that it was like, oh, okay, this is a good idea. People who just like tweets. Like, oh, this guy tweets funny. Let me follow mm -hmm. him. And then years later, because in the beginning I couldn't tour. I couldn't go anywhere. Years later, when I first went to Los Angeles, when, I, when you had people who would follow you for years, who would finally would show up at a club that you're at in their city. Mm -hmm. That's when I was like, oh, shit, okay, this makes total sense. I'm like, oh, man, I've been following you for years. You're finally in my city. I was like, oh, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. This, And that's when I was like, yo, this social media thing is nuts. It's fucking, it's absurd how it works. You know, and we, you, you regularly post. I was regularly, and even now, now I, re the only thing I don't regular, use, yeah, it's yeah. really Snapchat. Like, I have it, but it's very, like, what am I going to send dick pics? Like, what's Snapchat yeah. for? So that, But Twitter, I try to be on there, just remind people I'm here. Uh, and also, I'm angry all the time, so I'm always tweeting. Uh, but I'm happy angry. Like, I, I'm angry to fuck around. Uh, Instagram, I always try to promote. But it's mostly promotional stuff. It's promotional stuff or my dog. Yeah. Like, somebody... Yeah, me too. I, I think I'm the same. I'm yeah, the you same. do the same thing I do. Because people yeah. ask me, why don't you post more personal shit, like, about your life? And so I go, well, it's... The, like, I, I give enough of myself from the podcast yeah. and all that. You don't need to know every time I'm taking a shit or what. It's just... You know, my dog is fun, so I like to share her. Yeah. And then I'm advertising for shows. Like, I'm not a reality show. I don't I don't need people there live all the time. Yeah. I give so much of myself. Like, you don't need every other second, you know? Yeah. But there's people I know who everything is fucking... I'm eating this. This is where I slept. Yeah. I'm going there. Yeah. I feel like it loses some of the allure, too. It's like, okay, man, I don't care. Yeah. You know? If it's the first time you show me a food thing, and it's a crazy food, like, look, I just ate kangaroo. Random. Like, yeah. okay, that's something that's postable. That's weird, right? Yeah. But if it's just like, this is a delicious slice. Yeah. Like, all right, what the what are we doing? Like, Poseidon, I always have to yell at him to stop taking photos of his food. I was like, you're not a girl. Stop doing that. You're not 16. My wife, that's all she does. Yeah, she but she's a woman. pictures of my food. She's a woman. They have, they compete. Yeah. They're like, who's who's got the better cake? You can't have a man do that. It's fucking unbecoming. <laughs> right? I don't know. It's, a, it's ass shots. Yeah. If a lady does it, you're like, she's got a great ass. She's showing up her ass. It's what it is. If I start taking ass shots, you're like, what are you doing, stupid? Stop it. It's just... It's stuff for whether, Poseidon to jerk off to. Yeah, it's stuff for... But whether... It's not even it's not even a straight or gay thing. Even gay guys, if I say... It's, it doesn't have the same allure. 
Yeah. But a lady, she could take ass pics. It's just mm-hmm. how it is, man. Yeah. There's certain gender norms, all right? That's just same with food pics. I don't like seeing guys with food pics. Women, I don't mind. Guys with food so pics bothers food me. Picks. Are you I'm gonna been? Have you, you, I'm going to send you so many. It's just you and food pics. <laughs> I don't know why that that uh, it strikes me. Same thing with female cab drivers. I always find that weird. I had a female Uber driver. Is it not weird? I gave her a one star review. I was going to the comedy. And you yes. wrote, "Get back in the kitchen." <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I had I had a female me. Uber driver, Brazilian, amazing. I know. I I was pissed. We were going to the Comedy Nest for. I was doing Mike Patterson's Christmas show. Okay. At the Comedy Nest, and uh, me and five other people were at my place. So I call an Uber XL. Good. And then she shows up with a Honda Civic. Yeah, it was like a Nissan something, like an Xterra that fits five people. And that's what I was like, hey, this is not XL. I order an XL. And she's like, yeah, this is only an XL for children. I'm like, you can't fit six children in, in here. This, and in that's, this not, car. A real, that's, that's not a real criteria. I'm like, you're lying. She's like, no, I'm not lying. I'm like, you're lying. This is a lie. So I'm giving you one star. She's like, no, no, be no, be no. I was like, wait, so she lied and said, I'm lying. an XL? Yeah. I'm like, this isn't. But isn't the XL like a a van? Yeah, or, or yeah, or like an Escalade. Seven people, it should sit. That's what it's. So she just had a regular car. She had a regular car, and she's trying to convince me that it it does fit six people. I'm like, no, like that is not. absurd. Yeah, you like. Uh, so I was pissed, and I gave her once one star. That's what happens. And I haven't. I've never given any. I've never even uh, um, on my Uber ever rated rated anybody. Just her. Just her. And I was like, no, this just needs to get This done. will not stand. And they gave me a discount. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Uber actually like fessed up like, oh, shit, we'll talk to her about about that. And I was like, that is yeah. crazy, though. Yeah. Because what if you had just fucking five bodybuilders? They need to get But in they the- were big dudes. Like oh, yeah, two yeah. of my friends, like, you know, same size. Like, they you just squished you in the car? No, uh, we had to call another Uber, Uber. Oh, that's to dirty. pick up the other ones. Yeah, yeah. obviously. How are they going to fit? Yeah. So I was like, this is fucking dumb. My Uber driver that I had a woman I was coming back from the airport a few months ago and uh, she was amazing. She was fucking awesome. But I even told her, I go, it's a little strange for a lady cab driver. Female, yeah. yeah. And then she says, I know. She goes, but I need the extra work. And then no, I said, that's fine. That's fucking perfectly fine. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just telling you what yeah. I noticed. She like goes, one, yeah, it's very rare. one out of like 20. Very rare. The first know? time I ever had one was in Greece. Oh, yeah. It was a yellow taxi and it was a woman and, uh, and it was so jarring. I was like, there's something wrong here, but I can't tell what it is. And then I realized I've never seen a woman cab driver. And I was like, that is, I'm living a moment here, you know? And then now because of Uber, it's more common yeah. than it was then. But I remember thinking, I'm living a moment here. What are the odds? Yeah. Like it seemed, it's so strange that something that doesn't really, because it doesn't matter Yeah. who's driving. What is, like As long as they can drive, right? You shouldn't even give a shit. It could be a robot, right? Yeah. But it, because it's something you don't see, you overthink it. Because we're accustomed to certain things. Yeah, we're accustomed to certain things. Like, this is rare. This is fucking rare. When it's like, really, does it really... Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but you're like freaking out about it because it's like... I would have freaked out less if they showed up with a helicopter. (laughs) Right? If somebody showed up, I would go, that's freaking interesting. All right, cool. Uber's all right. But because it was a woman, I was like, wait a second. This is strange. Yeah. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. Just just because you're not used to it. We think like... Oh my God, like, uh, not for me, you know? Oh, no, no, I wasn't angry about it. I was just, I was observing. Yeah. It's amazing the things you're not accustomed to. You ever had a lady pilot? I, yes. Yes, I I did. Yes. I I had one. 
and I'm going to tell you, it was a Larry David situation. <laughs> no joke. It was from it was very short flight, New York to Montreal, mm-hmm. and it was a. <laughs> They fucked up when she landed. Like, the landing was fine. It was actually the best landing I ever had. It was super smooth. I was like, oh, nice. Good job, ladies. But um, they fucked up. You know where you go, where you park the plane? Okay. They She fucked up the parking, and she, they said it on the intercom. Watch your step, because kind of we kind of screwed up the parking. And, dude, I laughed so loud when she said it. I, I, I was like, this is an amazing situation to be in. She's like, oh, sorry. No, we kind of screwed up the parking a bit, so just watch your step. You had to take, like, an extra jump. It was, like, weird. But... I haven't laughed that hard because I was like, this is, what are the odds? What are the odds that she has to come to the intercom and be like, look, I don't know how to park this thing. It's just amazing. It was an amazing moment to live, but the best landing I ever had, like fucking one of the best pilots probably because it was just, fuck, you couldn't even feel, you know when you're embracing yeah. for the, we didn't have that bump. It was like, yeah, best pilot, yeah. Oh, man. But she fucked up the parking, and that's all I remember. <laughs> you see, that's it. The best experience of your life yeah. balanced out. It balanced out. But it was, I remember the, she's like, I screwed up the parking, or we screwed up the parking, something like that. And I was like, oh, I started laughing. That's, and I was looking around, like, huh? right? And nobody was on my level. No like, one gave a shit. No one gave, but no one understood. No one saw the joke, like yeah. how I saw it. They were just like, why is this guy talking to strangers? But I was like, right? Isn't that, no, nobody? Stop okay. looking at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was like, yeah, all right, yeah. whatever. That's cool. <laughs> So, Paul, uh, where are they going to find you? They're going to go to paulb.com or is it Paul Baluyat? Paulbcomedy.com. Paul B. Yeah, Comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so what you're on that. Twitter, too. Yep. yep. Instagram? Twitter. Ins- Instagram, this is Paul Baluyat. This is Paul Baluyat. Exactly. It's a great song, by the yeah, way, that yeah. you wrote. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we made it all the way since 94. So, uh, Paul Baluyat. Paul, uh, one of my, uh, I think, one of my best friends in comedy. I think there's uh, it's me, you. There's a couple of people that I got to grow up with in comedy. Yeah. Um, We're still growing up. We're still growing up. But that I got to experience, you know, starting out with. So you kind of see shit my way, um, which is not a good or a bad thing. It's just that our perspectives are similar. That's why I want to get people on here soon yeah. that could tell us about how this new perspective is like. Uh, Paul, fucking one of the funniest guys. You could catch him normally at the Comedy Nest if you're in the city, but he goes around a lot. Uh, we've done some fun road gigs too. Yeah. Um, so you could catch, if you go to paulbcomedy.com, it's all in the description. Just click on it. His social media links are in there too because yep. he's on Facebook, he's on Instagram, he's on Twitter. Uh, he has an adorable little dog called Avocado, which he also posts a lot about on uh, on Instagram. Uh, Paul, Fucking thank you for goddamn being here. Thank you for anything having Anything you want to share? Anything that they should be aware of? Uh, Nah, you know what? Uh, no, you don't have to be aware of anything. You don't have to be aware of anything that you're doing. Yeah, yeah just stop being an asshole. <laughs> Is that me specific? That... <laughs> thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.